Stephen, how much attention do you pay to astrology and ast astrological signs? Is that something you've ever been into? Mm, I, no, it's not my favorite, but no? it is okay. something I'm aware of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about you? Okay. No, it's, uh, I like, think this it's is my major religion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that people like it and that science mm -hmm. can mean certain things, but I don't feel like it's fitting all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like half the time you read your horoscope, it's like stuff that fits in general. Yes, I like, find that too. Yeah, and then the other half is just like, oh, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't really carry my astrological sign in my brain long enough to like carry it with me throughout uh, a given day. So if those... Mm -hmm. Uh, things do affect me. It's it's not anything that registers. It's kind of like a, a fortune cookie fortune, where I'm just like, yeah. uh, you will have fun at some point in your life. I'm like, oh, this okay. I this guess is, so. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Usually on Sunday mornings, but <laughs> but you, you know. will have fun on Sunday mornings would be a good one for us mm -hmm. if that. But I've never gotten that one. They're always too generic as well. And, there um, was one time yeah. I opened a fortune cookie and it said, your podcast sucks. And I was like, oh. okay. <laughs> okay, dad, I got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to sneak stuff into fortune cookies. Yeah, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm going to stop eating fortune cookies from him. Yeah, I'm not, but, I do like that um, I'm a cancer and the cancer really? is a crab or a 69. Yeah. And I don't know why that is, but sometimes yeah. it's drawn that way. And I, since I was a kid, I thought that was hysterical. Mm-hmm. I feel so, like our like states are a 69 in a way. Oh, Maybe interesting. I heard somebody say that on a podcast. <laughs> check, check those outtakes. Check those. It happened mere moments ago in real time. But anyway. Um, but you guys yeah, will get I, it. You guys will get it. <laughs> my wife is also a cancer. And mm -hmm. she's got the little crab symbol. Yep. I am kind of fascinated by the the symbols themselves. The uh, It's kind of fun. The, um, I don't know what the, the... Like you said, one is a crab. The other one's like a, a 69. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that's called or why i don't know how to uh verbally differentiate those mm -hmm. uh maybe there's a, a separate term for those but the, well, your head the, goes in the crotch oh do you understand I'm that to have you draw this out okay for me i'll show you later i'm uh, as you know and listeners know i'm saving myself <laughs> so i really not willingly but not, it's, not, it's happening yeah uh not by my choice but by someone else's choice for sure and i think that's important you know yeah uh no means no for mm -hmm. All time, I guess. You're like, I don't. One person told me no, and I figured that's my life. Oh, I you guess know? that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was Thanos, so yeah. I believed him. <laughs> yeah. You know? He snapped half my crotch away, <laughs> but all of my sex drive. So. Oh, that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I still blip, but it's just like, you mm -hmm. know, that's just, that's just run off. It's going to happen. Um, <laughs> that's, for some reason, that was really yeah, gross in my head. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh, but mine, I'm a Sagittarius, and okay. mine is like an archer symbol. Oh, yeah, okay. And I like the idea of, like, archery because mm -hmm. it'd be like, you know, I feel like arch archery has come back in a big way oh, yeah. with, you know, Katniss Everdeen and mm -hmm. then Hawkeye and then uh, Arrow slash Green Arrow. Oh, yeah. Like people are, Man, are jigging with it now. Mm -hmm. But before, I was just like, a bow and arrow, what is, what's that going to do? Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, well, at least I have a weapon. I, I mean, like it's could... it's a cool weapon, too. I it just it does feel I mean, I make fun of Hawkeye because it seems funny whenever he's like next to a literal god. Mm -hmm. But it is like he has some cool ass shit, you know, especially yeah. his trick yeah. arrows and stuff. But even in mm -hmm. general, I've always liked a bow and arrow, man. Yeah, I know. I, I feel cool. like I'm just catching up to this. This symbol. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You really but... gotta lean into that or mm -hmm. lean away from it. I don't know. I, I haven't shot one in a while, but 
Yeah. You should I, try. I really like uh, tattoos and have been like, uh, sometimes when I'm, I'm bored, I'll go through and research different tattoo ideas or mm-hmm. whatever. And I come across these ones about astrological symbols and I'm like, well, I guess I could get one of my, of like Sagittarius, but mm. I'm like, but do, I really don't even want to. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a thing that I guess I am, but I, I, it, it means almost nothing to me. Well, I, so I'm not, I've never really followed all that stuff. I have, you know, I've had mm-hmm. friends or whatever over time that are like, oh my God, least... you lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm going to say, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I've had friends that are into it sometimes and like, that's cool. Like any other thing, if you're into like, I don't know, Jesus or whatever, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just don't understand it a lot of the time mm-hmm. or whatever, or like putting much meaning into it. Like you said, like those, most of the, um, what are the things, uh, horoscopes, most of those seem mm-hmm. really generic to me. And like, sometimes you can follow them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean, to, don't mean to make you stop. It took me a second. You said horoscope and my brain interpreted right? it. No, you're right. Okay. My brain interpreted it as horse goats and i was like horse goats so it's like which symbol is that i was picturing like oh a goat God. it was like a centaur or a centaur uh-huh. but it was like half horse like the body and then the top half is, is a goat. goat but also it has the two little goat legs on the front so. and he's just like kill me kill me <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, created man. only to beg for Ooh. death. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Ooh. Man, yeah. if they were more horse goats, maybe I'd I would understand it. But <laughs> as it stands, it's not my thing. I I don't put much stock into it. Um, mm. I also don't understand. I've heard things before, like Katy Perry talks about sometimes, either in like you know, in real life when I meet her, or mm-hmm. uh, in her songs, whatever. She'll talk about like Mercury and retrograde and like. Uh, people's moons being another person's stars and I'm like what the fuck are you talking mm-hmm. about why on earth like it just feels so uh, almost like self-centered right like or like mm-hmm. you feel like the stars yeah <laughs> these 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 gaseous balls burning millions of miles away mm-hmm. or the kings our ancestors that have died and are up there watching over us uh, mm-hmm. you think that they have like a, a direct impact on your personal life just seems like so far-fetched to me yeah. Um, so I just never put much stock into it. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has mentioned before that we are all star stuff. Like we're all essentially like yeah. cosmic dust that has come together, which is like, I, I really enjoy that way of thinking. I'm down with that. Yeah. But uh, I don't believe, I, you know, as an atheist, I don't believe in like any sort of like uh, uh, um, uh, omniscient force mm-hmm. out there that's like directing our lives or yep. whatever. And so I, that's where I have the disconnect with the astrology stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I don't feel like my sign. Uh, matter of fact, I'll say this. I feel like my astrological sign directly conflicts with who I am as a person. And I feel oh, like interesting. Just, just taking those astrological signs as uh, an entire person's personality <laughs> upon meeting them yeah. is uh, wildly inaccurate. So in most instances, this is fascinating, know? though, because I do feel like sometimes I, I feel like I can read a horoscope 
and like 60% of it will be like fairly accurate, but again, maybe general, but mm-hmm. I will forget the other 40%. I'll just be like bypass the ones that don't make sense and be like, oh my God, this was so me, right? Like <laughs> really? that's, the, okay. that's the fallacy of it is like, it makes uh-huh. you feel like you attach to the things that are you and you're like, oh my God, they were, they were mostly right though. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But then I usually do feel some, I usually feel, I would say more than 50% that it's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60% sounds like a good number to me that it sounds like a 60, 40 split of like, it feels pretty much like me, but do you not really feel like when you read horoscopes mm-hmm. over time, have you mostly felt that they have still, still been about you or do you always just feel like, I don't feel like I'm anything like this. Um, yeah, I remember reading a horoscope. Uh, there was a time back in the day where they would have these little like scrolls in the checkout lines of grocery stores. Mm-hmm. There was like your, your horoscope. Do you remember? These? No. What about a scroll? Yeah, they were like a, a about cigarette sized. Uh-huh. They were in a pack called Marlboros. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were these these little like scrolls, and they would uh-huh. have one for like um, each of the. Uh, I think it was like it had everyone's like the, the twelve signs. Mm-hmm. It would have like a little blurb on them. Uh, if you were to 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 unfurl it, it would have one listed in there for each mm-hmm. sign. Gotcha. And, um, you would, yeah, you would just look at your, your horoscope on there. I think it was like a dollar or some shit like that. Hmm. But I remember coming across one of those and I looked at my sign and it was just like almost immediately wrong. I don't remember <laughs> what it said, but I remember that, that, that impact of being like, oh, this is just straight up bullshit. And right I was on. like eight or nine when I, I read that uh-huh. or whatever. It was like, it, it was probably something like you are well liked by others. I'm like, like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. This, this is way off. Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's look into it as we're we're right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pull up your horoscope for the oh, day. Oh my god! Uh, so this is January sixteenth, twenty twenty two, for Cancer. Mm-hmm. You generally tend toward a very high level of perseverance. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter how difficult a task may seem to you, today it should go very smoothly. Particularly if it involves in depth study or research of some kind. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But not really accurate to this moment in time. I almost feel like I need to go research something now because I have the luck. So okay. somebody wrote it down somewhere. I gotta, uh, I gotta find it. <laughs> but it's like I had no. I, my actual day is gonna be relaxing. I'm not working on anything today. That's the whole point. Sunday. Oh, okay. You know? That so, you're you're aware of. Yeah, you maybe some. Something... Wow. Yeah. I might maybe. cure COVID today. Today's the day. Today's you know? the day. We'll mm-hmm. check it out on Tuesday. We'll tweet it out if we did. <laughs> the horoscope said I'd be good no, at no, it. No, 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 no. That's content. We're going to save that for the next <laughs> <Okay>. episode. <laughs> You've had a cure for a week. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, so what about yours? Uh, for mine, let's see. It says Sagittarius. Same date. You may have been especially interested in promoting your general health for a while. No. <laughs> And so today you could finally start the nutrition and exercise program you've been thinking about. That could be true. I've been meaning mm-hmm. to uh, start running again, um, but I just literally am recovering from getting my booster that knocked my oh, ass there you go. the fuck out yesterday. Yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I doubt that we'll start today, but who knows? Maybe I get chased by a killer or something. Plus, I'm just like, oh, got to get the cardio in. <laughs> Are Sag- Sagittarians? Mm-hmm. Sagittarius people. That's that's what we like to be addressed okay. as. Okay, yes. are they are they like uh, they? You know, are you a procrastinator? 
procrastinators in general? Is that something I feel like I feel like this horoscope today, yours is calling you out and being like, hey, fatty. Remember on the first when you had these grand goals? It's the 16th. You better get on that diet plan now. I feel like that's what it's telling you, and I feel like that's pretty rude. Yes, being a straight-up bitch about it. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, yes. And you got these horoscopes from JeffreyEpstein.com, is that right? That's right, yeah. I had to, I had to go to LolitaExpress.org, oh, no. and then it, it redirects you. I was just trying to think of a really horrible person that would give horrible advice, and that's what came up. Oh my god. I've never noticed this before. Maybe it's just the way this is drawn because it does have the the different symbols mm-hmm. on there like uh for the 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 cra- I'm sorry, for cancer it has the 69. Yeah. So it's not like the little like character mm-hmm. uh things, but um for Aries, the first one that pops up, it has this uh shit. That's not going to show up on on there. Let me, let me lower the brightness here. See if that will work. Um I don't know if you oh. can see that. But it looks like a pair of upside down balls. It does. I was gonna say, does that remind you of your friend? And then it's like triangle, like a poop. Is that... <laughs> Check those outtakes. Do those but balls remind you of your friend? But, but, uh, finish yeah. your breakfast now, and then listen to the outtakes. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen that one before. I didn't know they all had. I'm curious now. I don't want to keep going with this. I guess forever, mm-hmm. but I really could because I'm like, what? What do these mean? Why? Why 69? What? I've never mm-hmm. actually cared to look that up. Uh, I think I just chuckled. It looks it looks like upside down balls in this yeah. <laughs> illustration. Uh-huh. But like I believe it's like uh, the the animal or, or person it represents is like mm. a ram or something. So it's supposed to be like ram uh, okay. horns, maybe it kind of looks like a um, uh, a birth control thing, too. It looked like uh, an IUD a little oh, bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> it's happened before where someone had mentioned IUD before and I thought it was like. Uh, um, what are those things called? Uh, that uh, in the military, oh. you, you can get, <laughs> they explode in the ground. Oh, okay. what are those called? Thinking, oh, uh, fuck! What are those called? Now I can't think of that. Are they? I, they're like it, it, explosive something devices yeah, or whatever. E, yeah. What the fuck is that? Or IED. IED. Right? IED. Yeah. 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 Uh, those are two wildly different things. I would not put that things. in a vagina. Yeah. No. <laughs> you definitely you don't want to get a doctor to mix those up. <laughs> Ladies, if you go to the gynecologist and you see him wearing fatigues. <laughs> you were in the wrong place. He's not going to know what's going on. Yeah. And I say oh, he man. specifically because, you know, I feel like a, a female doctor in fatigues is, uh, she's, she's going to understand what, what the business she's is. She's probably going to be cool, yeah. Don't cancel me over that. A, a lady doctor is not going to put... An explosive device in your coos, only a male. <laughs> I am curious now. I'm trying to look this up to make sure that we had it right. Explosive device? IED? Mm-hmm. Is that what we came up with? I think so. Improvised seen... explosive device. Impro- okay, yeah. That's it. Man, I'm going to be on a... I'm on, on Homeland Security now. I'm going to be on a list. If you ever go out to a field and you're like, there could be some IEDs in there. I'm like, <laughs> hmm, let's see. Skeet, skeet, Listen, skeet. Put, put your ear to the ground and see if you hear any of them ask for a job or um, a location mm-hmm. uh, suggestion, because that's that's a good sign that they're trying to improv, you know? Oh, yeah. You really mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> did you see the other day someone said that Ben Schwartz had hosted the Oscars because they're looking for a host. And he was like, OK, Meryl Streep, give me a word to start the show. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds amazing. He should definitely that. do that. Right. Mm hmm. 
to be fantastic. Man, wow. I love that his, his star is rising. I just need it to keep going. He I seems know. like a, a genuinely lovable dude. Oh, he seems so great. And then Sonic 2 is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I'm super pumped for that one. Yeah, I Same. just want all the all the success for him for sure. Mm-hmm. Again, we're recording this on January 16th, 2022. We are not aware of any <laughs> shenanigans that have gone on with Mr. Ben Schwartz. We don't know. <laughs> Crossing our fingers, he's still cool. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. And on that note, I, I think 37 minutes into our record right now, we should probably <laughs> jump into this show. So how about you say we're doing it? I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Woo. What up, what up? Man, it's been a good time, though. I feel like this has been a lot of fun. I hope mm-hmm. it's been fun to listen to. Yes. If not, then I'm sorry. I don't know why you're here. Honestly, it's not going to get better. Uh, we're, we're still on yeah. the dentist run of episodes where we're... 231 mm-hmm. and it's uh at this point you should just know you know it's gonna be like this yeah for a while yeah it's the way we pl- we roll mm-hmm. it's the the teeth we pull yeah I do you guess. think we should ever try to do like a serious episode you know what as i was saying that i was like i'm, not, I'm gonna <laughs> like, abandon that <laughs> i don't want to do that at all i don't <laughs> what if we did like that. one serious episode that had like full production values like we did oh, like yeah. our own foley work and everything it was like a full mm-hmm. on like ira glass like npr Mm-hmm. you know like really like a 45 minute you know oh like we kept God. it short yeah. and oh people God. are like what is happening and at the end of it we're like we don't know what we just did <laughs> we <laughs> <No>. are sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's thoughtful informative people right. like it we're like oh we can never oh, do God, that no. again <laughs> that's disgusting i feel gross i feel just gross mm-hmm. yeah i'm yeah. with you there um, so we've got a, a, a couple of things we're going to discuss today. Mm-hmm. Uh, two spoiler-filled discussions about uh, What If, the Disney Plus series uh, produced by Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. And then our main topic will be Eternals from last year, 2021. And uh, finally hit Disney Plus, so it's available for more people to watch. That's me. Young Mr. Stephen Fisher. That's right. Um, but before we do that, uh, got some stuff on a, a mini topic kick Ooh, i'd like to discuss please. do you have anything on on your end you, you want know, to mention or no because i'm in the middle of a bunch of shows but i feel like i've done that okay. before and then i just end up talking about them twice so i'm gonna hold off until i finish some things and okay. uh so yeah i'm excited to see uh what you've been listening to and watching and whatever okay so uh i've got a, a couple of netflix things i want to uh get out of the way here so i finally finished you season three my wife oh. made it halfway through that mm-hmm. before she was just like yeah i'm done with this i don't i don't that's I'm so not interesting to me yeah right yeah i know because i i dug it the whole time and i was constantly like uh we would watch like an episode or two a night and then you know that that next evening i'd be like okay you want to get back into it and i could see she was not really feeling it mm-hmm. for whatever reason uh but i finished it out i really fucking enjoyed oh, the season uh i, I, I like it. the the addition of uh, Love, who we met in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if people haven't seen it, then um, you know uh, Joe, the the main character, is a uh, a serial killer for the yeah. most part, mm-hmm. right? They and told him that, yeah. In the second season, uh, well, in the first season, he gets enraptured with this this girl. Uh, some stuff goes down. Season two, he gets enraptured with a different girl, mm-hmm. and um, turns out she's also into uh, what do you call it, killing people. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on to season three or by the time that we get to season three, they become married and then move to the suburbs and then shenanigans happen from there. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe a lot of new characters. A lot of new characters. Yep. Joe gets enraptured with another new girl mm-hmm. because this is just his his pattern. And they do acknowledge that within the show, which I like. I love his voiceover narration. Oh, and me the too. Way it, it's so good. The way it works with his like acting because 
Pin Badgley, who's uh, the actor for Joe, he does his own narration. And it's just like the syncopation of his actions as we're seeing him on screen act silently with whenever he's like speaking to himself because Mm -hmm. it it feels uh, symbiotic in that way where everything is a a closed loop on that. Um, But yeah, I really really fucking enjoyed it. I've always wondered how they film those because um, they know that he like... Sometimes it's like a long scene of no no talking in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. It's just the voiceover, and I always wonder like, do they have they already recorded that, or is somebody like reading it off screen? Yeah, and they're like, you have to linger here and then look mm-hmm. this way because you're gonna like and arch your eyebrow because remember you say this word mm-hmm. here like they match so seamlessly, mm-hmm. and it's always like just kind of fascinating. It's probably simply done, but it's like I like the flow of it and the yeah. And he's just so good at being like charmingly evil. Yeah, like I still root for him, even though he's a bad it's person. So weird. <laughs> it's really weird. It's, it's really, really weird. fun that way. Like he's because I find myself on his side yes. a lot of the time. Not not with like stalking women or killing people, but uh, the the perspective you get from his inner thoughts, which we rarely get from mm-hmm. uh, media with serial killers, is it makes you identify with him yep. in a way. It's it's not unlike Dexter. In that regard, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just really happy with the show. I I know when uh, it was like two days before season three dropped on Netflix, they had greenlit season four Mm. or announced season four. Mm -hmm. So it's possible they could have started working on it. But I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I would be very curious as to how the series itself would end. I don't know if they're going to do other seasons beyond season four but mm-hmm. so far i'm really digging it i, I really like the the characters and there are certain characters you meet where you're just like oh man i really hope i know something right? bad happens like, <laughs> oh man i <laughs> you hope know? you die yeah. yeah yeah like my my two favorite new characters are the the couple that they meet that are like oh, the God. yeah <laughs> the insta famous duo or whatever sherry and carrie yes and the, mm-hmm. oh yeah i forgot that they had like matching mm-hmm. names yeah um mm-hmm. they are so like some of some of the episodes with her in particular seemed so fake, but they because of that they seemed so real. Like they seemed mm-hmm. like this person cannot possibly exist, except I know this person exists. Like right. their their reactions to horrible crimes, and they're just like all focused on themselves. Uh, there's some moments with her that I just find fascinating, and then as as their story goes on throughout the season, it becomes even better to me. Um, and I just really like their their additions. Uh, all the different characters they have in this little suburb is like so different. I've been so surprised that the show has kept quality up. I've I've enjoyed mm-hmm. every season. I thought that first season was so cool, and I was like, if anything, it's kind of a contained story. If the rest of them suck, you would always have this first one, kind of like Riverdale. You know, like I still hold yeah. that first season in high regard, but everything else is awful. But it's like you, I was like, season two ended up being like really great. And then mm-hmm. season three ended up being really great. And I was like, man, I like everything that's happening with this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's really kept the quality up. I'm glad that you liked it. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry your wife was wrong. Yeah. I, I tried to tell her, but she won't yep. listen. You know, man. somebody else has to missing out. Has to mention it. Yeah. So if, <laughs> you'll if, you, like, if you've Brady. got the money to to skyride it above our house. <laughs> oh, be yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I can throw some money towards that. That's a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. I could just yeah. text her as well, but I don't think that'll get the impact that I'm looking no. for. You no. know, yeah. Should if I just somebody cares enough to write it in the sky? Yeah. It has to be true. Should I just put like Joe's watching you? And then she'll be yeah. like, I don't even know what that means. I'm going back inside. That'd be great. Especially when all of our neighbors come out to see it. They'd be like, what? Yeah. Who it is for? Who is this is for Joe? me? Yeah. 
Um, the other thing that I watched is something that just dropped on Netflix, I believe, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, which is Cheer Season 2. Oh. Um, so when the first season came out, you and I mm-hmm. mentioned that we had both watched it, and we both liked a particular person on that show who would later be revealed to be wildly problematic. Uh, there was a, a, a person on that. It's a, a, a cheerleading docu-series I on for- Netflix. I'm like, you were talking you about, I was about like, it, right? I, wait, I, what? I forgot yeah. about this. My, my wife told me about this, and she was like, do you want to watch season two of Cheer? And it took me a second. I had to do the same, like, uh, yeah. brain math in my head. It was like, what was the show? And yeah. then I remember, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember liking this. But then that one dude got uh, caught being... Uh, super gross. So I, yeah, because uh, he was like kind of the star of the first. He was like the one that was like all enthusiastic and cool. He was quote, everyone's unquote. favorite. Yeah, yeah, he was like the underdog. the The guy's name is Jerry. Yeah, and uh, it came out later. Uh, I think it was like end of twenty twenty uh, mm. that he was um, he was caught like soliciting nude photos from minors and. Um, had like underage sex or something like that Mm. it was just like wildly disgusting stuff so man that is so unfortunate yeah i'd forgotten about that so you watched the second season Mm -hmm. (laughs) we watched the second season (laughs) uh second season so god damn it it's it's so fucking good still like Uh, interesting they 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 do mention jerry and he is in it like he you see Mm. him in scenes and he has like interviews here and there up until uh, they uh, like episode five, I believe, is called Jerry, and they discuss mm. his uh, the the whole thing that happened with him, his situation, and whatnot. But um, they have just like an amazing cast of people that are in this, and there's something about people being hyper competitive about something they're so passionate in that uh, displaces me because <laughs> I'm not competitive at all. Like right. I don't give a single fuck. <laughs> Like, I'm very much a nihilist in that way. I'm like, oh, well, I win this competition, but then, you know, the heat death of the universe happens. Nothing's permanent, so what's even the point? So, and that's not even a bit for the show. That's legitimately how I am. Yeah, I love it. So, um, but yeah, man, I I would still highly recommend this. If uh, you like the first season, Hmm. the the second season is on par, I think. Um, We get to see not only uh, Navarro, which was the the main... uh, college in the first season but there's a uh their rivals are featured in the second season i don't remember oh, if they were in the, the first one at all but the you, clovers uh, the, was it the, no, no. okay <laughs> I, was like, what? I was just pulling from my uh, bring it on knowledge you're I thought not they, far off they were called the cardinals there you go tvcc oh there you go mm-hmm. they're yeah. probably better mm-hmm. yeah yeah um we'll see yeah. Well, uh, oh yeah. If I you watch your season. To watch it, I don't. I don't know. Mm. But um. But yeah, we were so wrapped up in it, and uh, you. So that doubles the cast of of people gotcha. that you're you're kind of rooting for this whole time. They talk about you know COVID and how that delayed things and how that affected certain people because they were graduating college at like that would have been their last competition in 2020. COVID happens. They don't get to move forward, and mm. you get to see how that affected them and, and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. it was just a real fascinating show. I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with it, um, especially that second season. How weird, too, that it would start off as like this. I mean, it was it was kind of a serious documentary in the fact that it was like following these kids as they were going through, like they're a competitive team and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like kind of like fun and it's just like a cheer documentary. And then it's like they have these allegations and then they have to like approach it a whole different way in the second season. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like a whole different style of documentary, like while they're making a different one. It's yeah. just a wild story. 
uh, and very unfortunate. I was reading a little bit about it because um, I had forgotten some of the, the I forgot to even watch the show, uh, to be completely honest, until you just mentioned it. <laughs> uh, and I forgot we all did love that dude because he was so infectious as like a, yeah. a Matt leader or Matt cheerer mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Getting ready to pumped up. And then it's like, yeah, the, some bad shit that went down there. So mm-hmm. how, yeah. how weird, though, that that they were filming during all of that, I guess, you know, sort mm-hmm. of thing. Wild. Yeah, it was it was crazy, crazy times, but uh, very enjoyable. The uh, the series itself. So, yeah, check it out if you have any any interest. Gotcha. Yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. I'll have to tell Amanda about that. See if she remembers watching that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we haven't talked um, about it. so that's that's more or less all the mini stuff I, I need to discuss today. Do you cool. want to get into what if? Oh, sure, man. Let's do it. What if? What if? What if? Um, what if? So. Again, there's going to be spoilers for mm-hmm. what if uh, we'll put the the, the time codes in the uh, description here yep. so people can can check that out. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about this. We, we haven't had a chance to talk about it in full, uh, though we had like maybe mentioned it mm-hmm. previously. Uh, but what if is a um, X number episode uh, show on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. I don't remember how many. I know. I know. Was there. <laughs> but um, I but it's a uh, it's it's a concept that I'm glad has been introduced to the larger public because it's been mm. around in Marvel comics for quite some time. Oh, right on. Essentially, it's like stories that take place um, not necessarily in an alternate universe, but like in comic storytelling, you'd have these various storylines that that come up from time to time um, where they just want to say, well, what if this happened instead? Mm-hmm. Like. What if instead of getting uh, Peter Parker getting bit by a radioactive spider, what if it was uh, Mary Jane instead mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, uh, it's just like a, a different way to look at stories that we're familiar with. So yeah. they, cool. they more or less brought that into the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, via animation to discuss those type of things. But this is specifically based on the MCU properties. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen the the Marvel movies, they're going to hold more impact because at a certain point, you know, if they do a, a story about something that's not movie related, people are going to be like, I don't know who this is. Well, like, why, yeah, right. why do I care? <laughs> why but, would I know? get rid of this? Yeah. I don't know who Fing Fang Foom is. Why is this dragging, dragon wearing shorts? Yeah. You already lost me. What if, what if he wears pants? It's a whole episode. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I've never read any of those comics. I don't think. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've, I've heard of the, the concept of that, I guess, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. I think this was so cool that they brought this, uh, I got really excited whenever I heard about it and then the trailer for it, I thought was really good. And just, it's such an interesting idea, the way that they take it in so many different ways. And I love the overarching thing with Jeffrey Wright as the watcher. Oh my God. He's so good. It's so Great good. voice. God. Yeah. Um, and there, uh, again, too, I thought about this with Eternals as well. Like, Angelina Jolie is now part of the MCU. Jeffrey Wright is part of the MCU. Like, there's so many people now. There's so many of these movies and TV shows and properties and stuff. The amount of caliber of... of The caliber of the actors and the amount of people that they've gotten that way uh, has just been amazing. But um, mm-hmm. I like the, the whole concept that they present, the way they present it this way, that he's, like, the watcher and he's, he's viewing all these different, like, multiverses and what if this happened instead or whatever. All of them were so mm-hmm. fascinating to me. Some were better episodes than other ones. Um, I tried to go back and read. I didn't. I didn't get the chance to rewatch them before this record, but um, I had watched them like a month ago, I guess, or something, and uh, or maybe a, a few months ago. But um, I read through them all to remember. Now I now I like, I read through the plots again. I'm like, man, I want to watch all these again. Like right? they're so yeah. fascinating. 
Mm-hmm. Did you have one that stood out to you over the other ones, like a, a mm. particular favorite or one that um, um, that worked for you more than the others? I don't know. I, I just like, there's so many of them. Um, I, the zombie one, I think, was really fucking cool. It's just fun. And, <laughs> yeah, and right. it, I liked that in the trailer, too. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm obviously going to love that. And as far as I heard, they're, they're going to make, like, a spinoff TV show of just, like, Marvel zombies or something uh, that they're, like, working on. So I'm like... Oh, yeah, I heard that. I yeah. don't know what... Like, I don't know how long you could flesh that out huh uh but i i'm down for it i don't i for the record i don't get it i don't know i don't, know. <laughs> I don't get it. um yeah. but I, I i'm like going through it i'm like which one do i like the most or whatever i'm like i love captain carter versus having captain america and i love that he sticks around and then he's like in a suit mm-hmm. like a mech suit with her um but she's always been badass and so it was cool to see her that way Mm-hmm. um t'challa being star lord is fucking like such a cool idea and the way that he is so different and like mm-hmm. makes good in the universe like the mm-hmm. thanos scene whenever he's like at the bar and he's like yeah i wanted to like to blip half the population but t'challa you know like it talked me off that ledge yeah like it was just yeah. so funny to see like oh th- how different this could be if it were this way and then like peter quill just being like a the dairy queen worker at the end or whatever yeah. there's so many funny jokes uh and in inside things whatever that i loved um it was just yeah really fascinating to see the different takes on it you know um uh, i'm trying to look up to see how many episodes it it was i think it was uh i'm getting yeah, nine. nine yep yeah so um Man, that Star Lord episode was so fucking good. Like, I think that I, one was really cool. Yeah, I think it, especially since um, in in this series, uh, like I think eighty percent of the time, it's like the the person who voiced the character mm. or portrayed the character in the actual live action movies also voiced their character. There's a few times where that wasn't the case. Mm. Like uh, Chris Evans or Tom Holland were not mm. like asked or uh, were not. Per- what am I trying to say? I don't uh, do not voice their, their character. Good goddamn. Uh, same thing with um, uh, fucking Tony Stark. Oh, RDJ, yeah. I didn't voice him, but mm-hmm. they, they got close enough sound alikes or whatever. But Chadwick Boseman uh, voicing T'Challa mm. again. And it was like throughout the series. I thought it was just going to be that one yeah. Star Lord episode. But it was like the up through episode nine. He was mm-hmm. he was in it. So that was special. Uh, that was very nice. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a. Uh, uh, comforting mm-hmm. to hear his voice again, um, and especially in that role, he's just such a beacon of positivity it's in the universe. Crazy. Like you're saying, yep. like the way he interacts with Thanos, and then my favorite part is when he interacts with Jaimon um, uh, Hansu's character mm-hmm. from Guardians, and he's like fanboys out, yeah, right, for him. It's just like so fucking funny. The yeah. humor is so on point there. Um, I like that the the series led off with the Captain Carter episode because. Uh, I think that one, even though I enjoyed it for what it was, that was one that I I uh, was probably my least favorite, only because it was so similar to mm. what we got in That's true. the Captain America movie. Um, so I thought it was just like her taking the place of Steve Rogers, yep. and that was it for the most part. Yeah, uh, I can that see that. Said, I did, I did grow to like her character further as we got into it. And that was another thing. I didn't realize that these would all be tied in together by the end. I thought they were just mm-hmm. going to be separate stories. I, me I believe, too. I believe by the time you get to, I think that Dr. Strange episode mm-hmm. for, um, you can tell that they're trying to bring it together because every time there's a portal, there's a, a creature with tentacles coming out of it. Mm. Uh, and, uh, my thought is that's a character called Shuma Garath, which mm-hmm. is a character 
if you've ever played any of the Marvel versus, oh, I'm sorry, uh, was a Capcom Marvel like, yeah, yeah, fighting yeah. game or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like this tentacle monster that is an eyeball as well. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just kind of weird looking. Uh, uh, I just like that character a lot because it's just so it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, I did but, like the Doctor Strange yeah. one that he like absorbs all these different creatures and stuff, and then yeah. he becomes like maniacal and crazy and like mm-hmm. i there were just so many different takes on people like that one like what if he lost christine and that like that was the love of his life and he mm-hmm. that fueled all of his stuff yeah and how different that would his trajectory would take you know um and i like how it does like it's like at the end of that one the watcher like kind of just leaves him in that one bubble of like his universe it's like imploding and then he's like, you're just going to have to, like, live here now. And then bringing him back later whenever they need him to, like, fight Ultron and stuff. I didn't realize that they would be any kind of connected. And then now there's, like, I, I think they've announced, like, a season two uh, as well for this one. But it's, like, they're definitely leading into, like, uh, almost every story ends with, like, a dot, 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 you know. Yeah. We're all getting more, like, like they're still investigating that stuff. They're still, like, researching whatever. And mm-hmm. they... uh when they come together and fight and everything, I didn't expect all that to come together that way, but it ended up being really mm-hmm. surprising and cool. So yeah, I liked and it's it. fun to see those versions of those characters come together at yeah. that ninth episode. You know, there's one, and I I had to read about this because I was confused. There's uh, one of those characters in the final team. It's mm-hmm. like the Guardians of the Multiverse or something yeah. like that. It's like the the name. Mm-hmm. Um, Gamora is there, mm. but she's in like Thanos's armor. Mm-hmm. And she's hanging out with Tony Stark. I'm like, did I miss this? Yeah. <laughs> like, where where did this come from? And I was racking my brain. Turns yeah. out that was supposed to be like a that was supposed to be episode nine originally, mm-hmm. but because of COVID, there were some weird delays, and they were like, you know what? Let's just take the episodes that we have, let's put them out, and that will just be a an Easter egg for hmm. an episode to come. Okay, that's so, interesting. Yeah. And I, I think that works fine because now mm-hmm. I'm curious as to like what's her whole thing, you know? Yeah, it's like they just gave you a little seed. Now you're like questioning mm-hmm. like like anything else with the storylines that are still going on there. Right. Yeah, they just had a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Um like Killmonger saving Tony Stark. Oh my god. And then yeah. like turning against people later on and then I don't know his his whole agenda, but being a different way, and it makes sense as well. Like so much so much of it makes sense and it's almost the same like level of uh quality or whatever as the movies have yeah. been laid out and it's like oh it literally could have just been this other way and i think yeah. it would have also worked in some other universe you know if these were the stories mm-hmm. that came out or whatever and um i just thought it was really inventive and i i loved that they used animation for it um yeah i don't remember like a lot of the quality of it or if i liked specifically like the art and stuff the only way i can really picture it now is, is captain carter but um i think it was you know serviceable i thought i thought for the most part i really liked it it was but i just like the 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 medium and i like that they used it for this type of thing it's so much easier mm-hmm. to do whatever they want to do you know and just get some episodes out or whatever and mm-hmm. not have to worry about the budget of like a really filming this stuff live action but mm-hmm. look at all like how different we can see and how much more story we can get out of it you know i looked up something about the animation because it looks like it's cgi mm-hmm. but also better than that mm-hmm. like there's I don't know. There's there's something about it that Disney is doing with this, and like Disney is known for their animation and like pushing those boundaries and everything. I've heard some people comment online that like, yeah, not really wild that it looks so close to the actors, but that's kind of the point. I thought that was the point, yeah, for, yeah, <laughs> for this in particular because yeah. it's based on those MCU properties, and if they they didn't look like those actors, yeah. 
I, I don't know that it would stick in people's minds that it's tied together so much. Yeah. But they uh, on this little like minute featurette that I found online, it's it was trying to say something like, yeah, we we styled the animation in a way to where we would essentially like animate like different points of it and not have to animate every bit of the hmm. animation, especially like when people are speaking mm-hmm. like the, the program will, will read oh. the, the voice mm-hmm. actors like intonation or whatever, and kind of like generate mouth forms Interesting. And, and be able to go in there and fine tune it if necessary. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was still confusing to me. <laughs> uh, That's I'm cool. Like, okay. So technology, technology, this is, huh? This yeah. is what Terminator 2 is teaching us all about. This is it. Okay. But honestly, we're not doing so great yeah. at, at life right now. So maybe the machine should take over. They'll have their own COVID. You know, it could be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like the 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 animation. I think I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, sometimes when you have CGI animation, it could be a little bit stiff mm-hmm. because especially if they're. Uh, it's one thing to do like you know. Um, Disney or Pixar or even some of the DreamWorks animation because the characters look a little more cartoony. Whereas this, they look cartoony, but also very much like those actors they're portraying. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it could be a bit stiff, but they kind of found a way around it. And then I think the way that certain scenes were lit and colored Mm -hmm. looked really nice. It looked very... um, there's a comic book colorist I like a lot called uh, named Justin Ponser, and I, I feel like there's a lot of his like uh, gradient work mm-hmm. is in there. It just looked very nice. It looked both comic booky and yeah. uh, live action, so it's a nice merging of those two worlds. Yeah, I and I I feel like it can be that way, and that kind of is a nice way to bridge all of it together and be mm-hmm. like, this is a, just an alternate story for fun, and yeah. here's like it looks cool, and I'm like, yeah, man, they really nailed it. Like, yeah. you know, it is it is like a fun little love letter to yeah. MCU fans in that way, because it's like, hey, you get to see this actor with this actor, even though mm-hmm. it would have been impossible. Like you were saying earlier when uh, Killmonger's episode, he's hanging out with Tony Stark and you get to see RDJ and mm-hmm. uh, Michael, Michael Basketball Jordan just standing right there <laughs> next yeah. to each other. You know, that was cool. Uh, it was fun. Um, and then the uh, the episode where uh, it's like a, a whodunit type of episode mm-hmm. uh, where uh People who would go on to become Avengers uh, get killed throughout that episode. Mm. Black Widow is trying to figure out who did it or whatever. And then you get the the reveal Mm -hmm. of it being fucking uh, Michael Douglas who reprised his role. I was like, wow, this is surprising. But uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. I liked that a lot. Yeah, they had every episode had such different tones to it and different stories. And they really just like went for it, I feel. That's what I I really Mm -hmm. liked about it. Like, I've liked most of the Marvel shows a whole lot. The the movies in this phase have been good, but like um, not as like as as exciting. You know, I said that last week with Shang Chi that I was still kind of waiting to see where this all heads to see what I feel about it all. Yeah. Um, it's just not as I'm not as pumped up as I used to be for them. But for this one, I think probably because it was rehashing a lot of the stories we had from the other phases um that i really did love so this was like cooler for me but um i think Mm -hmm. out of the shows they've done i've liked this one maybe the most one of the most just because Mm -hmm. it's uh like wandavision is just really fucking stellar but um this one i thought was just so cool and i probably enjoyed it more than most of those Mm -hmm. um because of the rehashing and just seeing like different styles and stuff so um i thought it was really cool i'm looking forward to whatever they end up doing you know more Mm -hmm. seasons of this or whatever and 
Um, I'd be intrigued if I don't know if they're planning on the Watcher being like a, a live action character at all coming up. That'd be interesting mm-hmm. if Jeffrey Wright was like started here and then like came into the actual thing, you know, uh, the actual movies they, later on. In Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, they have some Watchers. Um, oh, uh-huh. in, the, in that scene with the Stan Lee cameo. Um, and he's there oh, yeah, right in a, a later episode yeah. or a, the one of the post credit scenes mm-hmm. as well. But uh, uh, yeah, so there's more of them because he's like the watcher, right? That's how they yeah. like, refer to him on this. I thought he was just like that one. But yeah, I forgot about that scene. He like monitors our reality. Mm, gotcha. But he is masked up and vaccinated. So that's good. You know, yeah. Got to mm-hmm. protect. Absolutely. Protect your neck. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, uh, for for my like final thought on it, I, it's like you were saying, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. It feels like a greatest hits album that is also a remix Mm, album, but it's still like so much fun to listen to, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just have cool, cool things within it. I like it. Mm -hmm. It's just all fun. Absolutely. Well, on that note, do you want to move over to the main topic? Oh yeah. The hot topic. We got a lot to talk about, man. Yeah. We have a lot to discuss. So yeah. (laughs) I just want to start off by saying you had watched this in the theaters. I just watched this for the first time. So I've only seen Eternals once. Um, Like as opposed to Shang-Chi, which I got to watch like twice over a month. And then you got to see it a second time before that, Mm -hmm. uh, before we talked about it. So um, you've, you've been mentioning to me for a while that you were waiting to talk about this one, but you would, Mm -hmm. you were great friend and you never spoiled anything or hinted at anything at all i did uh, hint at one thing but i oh, really feel like it was something that you would forget and I, yeah i was right <laughs> <laughs> i certainly did not remember that so yes um yeah so i'm curious uh, if you wanted to say anything about your theater experience first off well um as, as you said we're talking about eternals from 2021 uh came out in november of last year mm, and right. uh, whenever i went to go see it i'm going to go see it with my wife and then um my friend ross and then his wife katie mm-hmm. and so it was uh the the theater experience itself was fine uh though there was somebody no wait that was with uh spider-man i was gonna say somebody that was on their cell phone and they oh. like had it full brightness directly in front of their face but uh. it was like way down in front but even still it was like what what are you doing that's dude? so noticeable like, yeah yeah uh, otherwise uh no no major good theater experience i did not see it in imax uh mm-hmm. this time though the second time i watched it on the imax experience on disney plus yeah honestly that should be the fucking default like why what are we I doing i love it right why would you not? And this one, you can tell, like, there was a lot of scenes I, I noticed that did the big black bars and then would go big. Yeah. And, like, you could, like, as opposed to Shang-Chi, which both you and I were like, I have no idea when it changed. I don't know if the whole movie was that way. Yeah. It just seemed like at least a significant portion of it. But this one is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I find it really fun. I, I will say the first time I was watching The Eternals, uh, not in IMAX, I was like, I wonder what's down there and up there. And it turns <laughs> out, uh, just more dirt in the sky. But... <laughs> but it, it fills the screen. the screen and it's yeah. cool it does it's so weird because here's the i was thinking about it this time too because i noticed it so much more and i was like the problem is in a movie theater if it's masked to be that super wide screen you and- got to go to a masked theater guys what are we doing <laughs> that's so true omicron is, is out there it's out there man. it's everyone mm-hmm. it's crazy uh but if you go and it's and it's properly masked you know above mm-hmm. below the chin and above the nose <laughs> right um, yeah then it's like if they were to it's like it fills your vision that way because it's so wide and if there were to be uh extra screen added you know above or below that like 
on an IMAX screen, they could then do that and it would like even fill more of your vision. But at home, it's always mm-hmm. that widescreen thing. Yeah. And then you're going to have these like thick black bars, like the way that our TVs are not meant to be that super wide and then gets like smaller on the sides with black bars. I'm not describing this very well, but essentially what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say is that it's like a movie theater versus our TVs is different. And I right. want it to fill as much as my TV as possible. And it, mm-hmm. and it feels more immersive if it's like taller than if it's just super, super wide, because that's not how we see things with our eyes. Like we see big circles around us, you know, mm-hmm. like we see so much more above and below than just wide. And so I feel like in a weird way, it's more immersive, even though they try to be like, oh, it's more epic and stuff. If it's just super widescreen that that mm-hmm. cinemascope style. But so anyway, I really like when they go so big that IMAX version on the screen on at home because it feels like finally like more epic that way. Yeah. It has the opposite effect as it does in the theater, I feel. And so mm-hmm. I find it really fascinating. I'm glad that you did too. I was curious about this movie in particular, what you'd think, but I thought it was really cool. Now I'm in the habit after watching Shang-Chi and then Eternals, where if there's a movie that has Disney Plus, especially a newer one, mm-hmm. because this is like a newer feature, I'm always going to check if there's an IMAX version because yeah. Why would you not? Why would you know? It just it just looks so more cinematic mm-hmm. to watch it that way, and it has yeah. more impact. Is yours on the default for that too? Because I feel like mine. When I when I went to play Eternals, I just pressed play, and it said like IMAX enhanced or whatever at the top. Oh, okay. But then I would go to the versions that you can scroll over to, like there's like extras and other versions or whatever, and mm-hmm. I would make sure I got it. But um, it it seemed like it was acting like it was just going to play that one. I was curious if you had noticed. Are you also choosing it each time? Yeah, I'm choosing it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, I I haven't actually gone through with it one yet because I just want to make sure that I'm watching the correct one as I get started with them, especially with this Mm -hmm. movie because I hadn't seen it before. I didn't want to have to like start a new version over, you know, but, um, but yeah, I wonder if that, if they're defaulting to that or if they're defaulting to the regular one, I got to look that up. Yeah. Hmm. That's right. a good question. I'll be back. Because it should... Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it should default to IMAX because... I think know, it's cool The that director way. shot it that way. It should be... That should be the default way to do it, right? Like, yeah. your TV can handle it. Your TV fun. can handle it. Gotcha. Get in the game. Yeah. Yeah. What are we even doing here? Uh, um, <laughs> do you want to run yes. through, like, cast lists and stuff like that? Oh, my God. Because there's a bunch. That's the rest of the episode. <laughs> Can you go through the the actors? Uh-huh. And I will try to do my best to talk about their powers. Yes, that sounds fantastic to me. Okay. Um, so, and first, I didn't. I was not able to look up. There's a few names in the cast, at least one in particular, that I'm like, I don't know how to say that. And then I want to make sure too. I don't know the the director, Chloe Zhao. Is that how it says? Yes, it? Is that mm-hmm. Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Um, so she uh, directed it. She also is uh, one of the writers. Uh, with Patrick Burley, Ryan Furpo, and Kaz Furpo. That's a cool name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's go through cast lists. So, Jimmy Chan as Cersei. Mm-hmm. As Cersei. Uh, who, as I'm looking at this article on Wikipedia, I realize I wrote this name down wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's spelled with an S. S-E-R-S-I. Um, so, uh, she has a, um, a connection to humans. She's like the most connected to humanity, even though she's uh, been around for like 7,000 years or some shit. Uh, she's been around and has 
uh, fallen in love with humanity, mm-hmm. which is how her character, from what I understand, I haven't read a lot of comics with this character uh, for any of the characters, really. But she uh, in the comics, she would become an Avenger. And I've read a couple of stories mm. where she was in it. Um, but, yeah, she has a strong connection to Earth and she is uh, very sympathetic to humans. And then she has the ability to manipulate or transform transform matter uh, into uh, other things upon physical contact, which yeah. is weird because oftentimes she'll like turn a, uh, like a falling wall into like uh, dust mm-hmm. or a, a flipping over bus into rose petals. But then there are times where she like turns stuff into like butterflies and birds. It's like that's just fucking creating life, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's <what>? different. <laughs> that's yeah, totally different thing. I was confused by I, I think overall just how many characters are involved. I was trying to explain ten, this. There are ten Eternals. It's crazy. That is the main hero team yeah. that we're dealing with. And then you have like the Deviants, which is a whole separate yep. thing. And then like a couple of human characters. And the Celestials. The Celestials. Yeah. Like there's so much. I was trying to explain. Uh, so my wife has not seen this. I just watched this alone. I was trying to watch it without her first to see if I thought she would like it. Because she mm. liked Shang-Chi, but she didn't finish it. I just kind of explained that into her. And she was like, she was yeah. pretty okay with that. Yeah. Um, and this one, I was kind of glad I told her halfway when I stopped. She got home and I stopped watching it. Uh, I did it over like a few days and I was like, I think this is a little too convoluted for you. I don't think you would care. And I tried to explain a little bit to her and she's like, yeah, I don't fucking care. And I was like, cause it's like, <laughs> it's like an entirely new team with entirely new mythology an entirely new villain who's created all these things. There's mm. deviants that are new villains. I was like, there's so much going on. And then my point for even bringing this up right now is that some of their powers I was really lost on. Like Cersei, especially, I was like, in the beginning, I thought she could only turn certain things into certain things, like metal Mm -hmm. into rock, or like, that was like her exact thing. And then it was like, oh, she can do, she can turn it into anything, but I didn't realize still what she was really doing until literally you just explained it to me right now. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. That's that's why I'm doing it, because I also (laughs) felt the same way. Like, these characters, uh, and and, uh, again, blanket spoilers for this conversation that'll be in the show notes as well but um the the first time i saw this movie i was like wait what is this because we we do get to see at the beginning of the movie they use their their different powers Mm -hmm. but all the powers are the same color essentially and they all i i noticed it more the second time i'll Mm -hmm. say but uh yeah each of them has different powers instead of all being able to do the same i don't remember their powers like from the comics or whatever Mm -hmm. And also in the comics, it's it's mostly a team of like white dudes, essentially. Oh, sweet! Because they sweet. were yeah, they were created uh, <laughs> back in the seventies or whatever. Yeah. So uh, diversity was not so much of a thing, um, but their costumes were a lot more busy looking as well. So it's really just like a white chin you would see from time to time. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I really like the diversity of the cast. Oh and, yeah, uh, I'm sure we can like get into that mm-hmm. going forward. But especially with these. Uh, beings that have lived for such a long time i think mm-hmm. it's important to establish that they come from all walks of life and have different yep. um uh outlooks on life and, and all of that stuff as well i did love that yeah it's like different uh i mean like you have someone who's deaf you have different powers you have different um like they're all have different accents like they're from different places mm-hmm. there's obviously like different races and stuff um it's so fascinating though because it does make sense i feel like this could be a film that like certain people would um, 
you know, not like because they they feel like they're shoehorning in diversity or whatever, mm-hmm. like that yeah. in general, the media or Disney or whoever is trying to fucking do that. And that's so stupid. And it's like all you're really trying to do is like be like, we do have all these people on Earth and we're just trying to represent everybody. That's all it is. Yeah. And it feels worth it in this, though, too. I feel like you can you could actually even without that that flimsy argument or whatever, like you could be like, no, it services the story that like they're meant to be kind of the first peoples and they're helping all people around the world. And so they have to be, you know, diverse, or whatever, to qualify mm-hmm. for that sort of. Yeah. Uh, and it makes a lot of sense. I feel like that was really well done. Yeah. Speaking of diversity, let's move on with let's the cast list to Icarus. Icarus, Richard Madden. A white man. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, he's like Scottish, right? Like mm. Jimmy Chan is English. Um, uh, Richard Madden is, is mm. Scottish. And I was I was wildly surprised with the synergy of Disney that they did not make a Scrooge McDuck joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was. I just for did it. it. Yeah, so it's fine. That works. Um, but he is an Eternal who can fly and project cosmic energy beams out of his eyes. They mention um one of the the kids in the movie uh calls him superman and i i do like what is that, that yeah that um superman and batman essentially are confirmed to exist as comic book characters where was batman uh, uh so there's a, a certain point where uh what is his name um uh karun mm-hmm. where uh he's like uh Camille Nanjiani's videographer. Oh, yeah. They go to meet uh, Don Lee from Train to Busan. They go to oh, meet yeah. his character, and he's like, oh, so you're like his Alfred. Oh, he does mm. say that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I caught the Superman one because that's obviously like it's, yeah, in it, your face, yeah, whatever. Straightforward, yeah. Uh, and that's something I have a lot to talk about is is that especially Icarus is Superman, but I was like, there's a Wonder Woman, there's a Flash. Like, this is yeah. Marvel's answer to the Justice League. Um, and it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And then, but then that kid says Superman and I was like, I, it blew my goddamn mind. I was like, okay, that's so funny. What does that even mean? I guess it was in a a trailer that would come out later, uh, that I didn't watch because again, I I just need to watch like maybe a a teaser trailer and a story Mm, trailer. And then I'm just like, I'll, I'll eventually watch this movie. Thanks COVID. You've sucked the joy out of my goddamn life. (laughs) I hadn't seen a trailer for this in months before I watched it. Yeah. So I'd forgotten anything I'd seen before Mm -hmm. too. So. Yeah. Um, well, okay. That's going to make this even more interesting uh-huh. because I thought well, maybe if you saw a story trailer, that would help a little bit. But oh, yeah, I, it was all just fresh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God bless you, Stephen. Um, so, uh, yeah, even though he's uh, compared to Superman, Icarus does not have like super strength. He doesn't have like freeze breath or whatever. Mm. It's really just that he can fly and shoot laser beams out of his yeah. eyes. That's the main thing. And that was a little bit confusing because I was like, uh, yeah, and he looks a lot like Henry Cavill. I think kind of works. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know this so, dude, Richard Matt. I just saw that he was, he was also on game of thorns. I thought so. Uh, yeah. Sounds, sounds about he right. Was Rob Stark on there. Um, he, in my head, oh, Tony Stark's brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. Game of thorns crossover mm-hmm. movie. Um, yeah, of course, uh, he, in my head, a lot of times in certain lights, he makes me think of, um, winter soldier. I can remember his name, the actor. Yes. Name. Uh, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, right. Like I kept Absolutely. thinking like, they have in my head it was like they're too similar looking and he's yeah. this dude's attractive i just don't know him from anything but i thought he, right. he was good in this uh for the most part you know interesting i have thoughts on this okay. as we get further into it uh let's move on down the uh the cast list here okay. with uh kumail yeah. nanjiani as kingo as kingo my favorite uh, name 
it is a rad name, right? Mm-hmm. Kingo. Uh, he wears purple, Indian guy. Of course, very excited mm-hmm. to to see him. And uh, Kumail had to get in like Marvel shape, quote unquote Marvel. Right. Like, had to get that Marvel physique mm-hmm. down for this uh, for this movie. Even though he's like mostly in costume, I didn't the understand time, it. You know, yeah. He, but, I love okay. Kumail Nanjiani. I was, I told Amanda, I was so excited for this one because mm-hmm. I knew he'd gotten so fucking buff, and I. I thought he was going to take more of a dramatic turn, I guess, in this movie. Yeah. But I'm like, he's basically just Kamel Nanjiani. And yeah, right? you barely see his muscles. I was really kind of lost. I was disappointed. He was funny and he was charming as usual. But I was disappointed we didn't get something different from him, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, especially so. like toward the end of the movie. But we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll get into that as, as we get there. Yeah. Um, I, I liked his character a lot. He, he has the ability to essentially like shoot lasers from his fingers so cool. he's really good at, at fucking finger blasting oh yeah uh, he's doing that all over the place <laughs> he's um, good at it but he's like a a bollywood star mm-hmm. um and he's kind of like the the fame whore of the group you know yeah. um that's that's his whole thing but it's not like he's cold toward his other eternals as they like meet him or whatever um he just has lived his own life amongst the humans and everything mm-hmm. so um but i i feel like that was his personality in this especially on the second viewing um which i guess is like maybe the thing that was like a a com- confusing aspect upon the first watch mm-hmm. of this is like well what are their personalities like i didn't understand like how you'd balance out all of these 10 different characters yeah. with meeting them can you do whatever their the fuck their powers are and and it's a their, lot their to learn in one go. It, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different. Um, when you first see that that first X-Men movie, mm-hmm. um, at least you had like the animated series, if not the, the mm-hmm. comics, to get you familiar with them. It was a hot property. So by yep. the time that movie came out, we were like, oh, yeah, Wolverine has claws. Cyclops has eye beams. Storm has, mm-hmm. well, I'll say it, storms. Um, <laughs> it, it, it makes sense. But this it, is man. like, the, what, what? This is, a, oh, and we're going back way into time. Yeah, there's so, yeah. there's so many aspects of it. I just feel it's a little much. I don't know if it would have been better as a series so they could have fleshed it out more over time mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I was trying to compare it to other, like Guardians of the Galaxy is like a movie. Yeah. That it's like brand new, out in space, all new characters, all new villains, mm-hmm. all the stuff. But you also, you're doled out each character because they're all meeting each other. But this one just starts with all of them knowing each other. They're just mm. sitting here to do all this shit, and there's 10 of them. Yeah. Like, I feel like it was just too much at one go. There's not enough right. to dole it out. And then they kind of step back and then do that. You kind of, they've split apart, and you kind of meet them one by one. Mm. But it just felt like too much for me in one movie. I think in the comics, uh, the original comics that Jack Kirby made in the 70s, there were like maybe one or two more like oh God. Eternals that were like from the beginning, yeah. but they were like, oh, that's too much. I'm like, well, let's cut, let's cut some. <laughs> you know, as long as we're paring down the list, you know, maybe drop this to like seven or eight. Yeah. You know, you know? Um, yeah. but that said, uh, we can, we can move on right from up. there. Okay. Let me go back. Uh, so we got um, Leah McHugh as Sprite. Absolutely. The favorite character of every black athlete who plays basketball, according to marketing. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yo, so so Sprite, not Sierra Miss, but Sprite. Mm-hmm. She is a uh, she's the appears to be the youngest character, but they're all essentially the same age. Yeah. She was just um, she just always uh, looks young. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, she has the ability to project lifelike illusions, but also there are certain points in the movie where I'm just like, oh, so she like those illusions 
like function in in the real world because there's some point in later in the movie where she like essentially disappears mm-hmm. from or wait maybe never mind i think she gets like flown she, away or she whatever she was confusing to me on certain points though yeah and what her powers were because she can mimic things and people around her mm. and make you think that you're seeing them but also she can go invisible and make people around her invisible which that makes that's fine or enough or whatever but yeah i don't know i got kind of lost on hers that was a, a that was what the scene was like on the airplane where uh where we're on kingo's plane mm-hmm. when they're they're flying to wherever and he's got his his guy that's documenting mm. everything on the the camera he talks to sprite and she is sitting in a seat she disappears oh and yeah then, like immediately afterward richard madden's character comes over and sits down in her spot so it's like did she actually disappear yeah or did she just like get up immediately i noticed that like, too yeah because she he sits down like almost immediately after that though mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. i guess she could have gotten up but also she likes him so maybe she's still sitting there yeah uh, you never know that's a weird thing she looks 12 mm-hmm. she's not 12 yeah that is scary especially when we first meet her she's projecting herself as an older version yeah and then that guy like reaches over to touch her hand and we could see it goes through her hand mm-hmm. and it's an illusion it's like it's a good thing he did that because like yeah like what was gonna happen from there yeah, yeah. it's like sir like, i see you brought some wine coolers yeah the- <laughs> You need to come with me, you know, like <laughs> Chris Hansen. Yeah. He's like, look, she was in trouble. I don't know. Most of them are my age. She looked 28. I'm, I don't know what to tell you. I, I'm very scared. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, like technically she's 7,000. Uh, no, no, This is all problematic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. We got a weird. I, yeah, it's a good character for that though. Like a general, mm-hmm. just hard to see someone that would be locked in that kind of body, you know, but be yeah. old enough and want love and affection, mm-hmm. whatever, like anybody, but can't get that. Um, but yeah. yeah, also kind of weird to watch play out in the movie. Yeah. So. I believe in, in the comics, she's supposed to be like the eldest mm-hmm. eternal. Um, but she just happens to be in the, the youngest yeah, body. Right on. Um, all right. All right. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Love me some BTH. Yeah. Right. Uh, Love seeing from him in Atlanta. There. Uh, the TV show. Oh, Atlanta. that's right. People haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely watch it. This is his second time as a Marvel character. He plays Miles Morales's dad or voices oh, his nice. dad in the uh, the Spider Verse movie. Didn't realize. Uh, he's great, man. I just love him and everything. Mm-hmm. Like every person who has been in the TV show Atlanta goes on to do incredible work. Yeah, just stuff I, I really enjoy. I don't. Even, not even a fan of Deadpool too, but I really like Zazie Beetz's character mm-hmm. or her uh, portrayal of Domino in that. Right movie. on. Um, who uh yeah fastos he's a uh he's like the tinkerer mm-hmm. of the group he makes machinery um very much the donatello you know oh i like that no wonder we he like also, him he also wears purple i believe mm-hmm. and then um Maybe. does machines you know yep there's a, a whole scene uh it's a deleted scene where he writes a, a sibian into battle oh um, wow uh-huh that's yeah. sexy just just vibrating the whole time <laughs> vibrating the whole time Um, but yeah, he, he, uh, designs weapons and technology and everything. He, uh, is thinking about in multiple like flashback scenes. We see where he's like, well, I want to give this to the humans mm-hmm. or show them how to make this. And he tries to make us, uh, was it like steam powered engine or something mm-hmm. like that? And they're like, no, it's too much. And he's like, okay, well just, how about a fucking plow? I love that. I'll yeah. Make a plow. It plows dirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So um, it's it's very much the the type of person who wants to uh, be giving to humanity mm-hmm. and, and yeah. help them, but uh, isn't able to because they're, they're that's not the eternal's purpose. They're mm-hmm. they're there to destroy the deviants to protect the humans essentially. Or that's what we're told. But he's certainly um, yeah gone on to have like a family and like really live mm-hmm. the human lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of lifestyle, he is the first confirmed MCU superhero mm-hmm. that is gay. We see his husband and their son later in mm-hmm. the movie. And it's just like a very sweet portrayal of a loving family. It's oh, perfect. Loved it. Their conversation, like in the hallway when his husband is like, you have to go do this, you know, and everything yeah. is mm-hmm. so sweet. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was it was lovely to see that. That was another scene that I obviously thought like some people out there probably are like, Disney. Ah. And I'm like, normal people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, it was nice to see it. Absolutely. And like, uh, I I knew he was going to be gay in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I noticed. It was kind of talked about, right? Yeah, yeah, I noticed it the the first time, and I was like, oh wow, this is like the first time that we're we're getting to to see this. Mm -hmm. And then the second time, as I watched through, I don't mean to be dismissive in saying the novelty of it, but like, it's just yeah, it's it's just just like. A family, like one yeah. of the Eternals started a family and it just happened to be him. And it's so uh, comforting mm-hmm. because I, I love his I, I love Brian Tyree Henry as an actor. I've heard interviews with him and he's like uh, trained through like Juilliard or something oh, like wow. that. But he's, he's very nice. like a very personable, mm-hmm. very likable. And I'm just happy that he got to have a role in the MCU. And I'm glad that he got to portray this character um, and it's, it's multidimensional, uh, I think for him, mm-hmm. it's, I, I feel like if you were to be an eternal living being, there would be part of, of you that could be like, ah, oh, f- fucking done with humanity. They just oh, keep right. fucking up consistently, mm-hmm. but he's chosen to participate in it. And, you know, look, we, we, we as humans adopt pets, knowing that they're eventually going to pass away mm-hmm. at a certain point. And he's chosen to do the same, but on the level of like falling in love and then raising a child. And he's for certain going to outlive. That's a good point. You know, I thought about that. Looking at it from that perspective, it's like, well, you're choosing love over literally everything else, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just uh, our heartwarming perspective because not all the Eternals go that direction. Yeah. Um, I like his character so much and I, I hadn't really thought about all of that, but I like him as an actor mm-hmm. too. So yeah, yeah, it's just great to see him, you know, it's great to see anybody kind of come into like a big movie like this. Yeah. And it's nice whenever it's like someone that you really like from other things, smaller things, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, that they're yeah. like, oh man, now they're really like, look at this. And uh, yeah. he's one of those for sure. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right absolutely. Uh, all right. So then we have Lauren Ridloff as Makari. Yes, yeah, I believe she is in, uh, deaf in real life, but oh, okay. her character is also deaf, right um, and they, they do sign language, uh, we get subtitles for it and everything, mm-hmm. um, but she is the fastest Eternal, and that was like one of the only power sets I could remember from the comics. Um, mm. She, Yeah, she, she's very fast, she was like a white dude in the comics, but now she's like an, uh, a black uh, woman mm-hmm. in this, uh, maybe mixed race or whatever, but... You know, it, honestly, like it doesn't matter, like, yeah. especially on the second rewatch. Uh, it seems it's like all, all these characters are, are family. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't family. I love is that. Yeah. They're just right? like family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like d- despite race or nationality or whatever, it's it all works together. Yeah. Um, 
on second rewatch. I got to I, I keep saying that because like the first time you watch this movie, it's hard. It's so many concepts. You're not sure like how these puzzle pieces fit together. But um, I, I think it fits together a little bit better mm-hmm. the second go round. Um, I am intrigued yeah, by that eventually yeah. when I do rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. that'll that'll change my my feelings about it, I think, in some ways. Look, I'm going to say this. Uh, it's a big ask to rewatch this movie, <laughs> you know? Uh, the first yeah. time I saw it, I didn't, I wasn't really into it, but it did stick around in my head. I know you've been talking about for, that for quite some time yeah. until, until I watched uh, Spider-Man three. Um, it, it just lived there. It was just like, I, I'm just so fascinated by how this story was told and mm-hmm. the directions they took the characters and fascinated by the misfire. Yeah. Kind of a little bit. A yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But. Has a lot of aspects to it. Yeah, there's a lot more we'll get into once yeah. we're only uh, what halfway through the cast list now, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, but but yeah, we can move on from there. Well, I did like. notice. I was just mm-hmm. looking through her. her I, I she looked familiar to me, but I didn't know what else I might okay. have seen her in. She's in Walking Dead, but uh, more recent than I've seen it, so I don't I don't oh, know. Oh, sure. Yeah. But she was in a movie called Sign Gene, the first deaf superheroes. Um, that what? Just, really? I just sounds cool. It's got this like cool little logo on here. Um, that looks neat. I've never heard of this. It's from 2017, but it's like this. Oh, that's the poster or whatever. It's really simple, just red and black. Uh, but it says the story revolves around a deaf agent, uh, from New York city. He was a carrier of a powerful genetic mutation. And then he like, there's like Japanese deaf mutants involved and stuff. I'm like, I've never heard of this. Uh, but they, yeah, they all use like, they're all deaf. And so they all use like sign language throughout the whole movie or whatever. So that's weird. That that symbol looks like the cancer symbol, like a 69. Oh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. In a way, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's a it's a horoscope movie. You know, okay. we're big fans of that here, uh, which sure. is nice. So check those out. Takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I've never heard of this movie. That's that's wild. OK, here's the one that I couldn't remember how to say his name. Uh, Barry K. Kugan. Kugan. As Drew. Kugan. Kugan. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but I'm also like. It's I've never seen that last name and that's got a lot of letters together that I don't see together. And so I'm like, is it really like Howen? Howen. I don't know. I, he I he no appears idea. to be exceedingly Irish. Mm. But uh yes, I I will go off your pronunciation yeah. uh, since he is of your brethren. Uh, <laughs> it's like Sarah Swarzy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna get this way wrong. <laughs> uh but uh yeah, he, his character is Druig, whom I thought was Druid. For a mm, long time mm. until like I I was going through the cast list right. after the first viewing. I was like, oh, I was way wrong That's about funny. this. Um, but he is uh, an eternal who is able to manipulate the minds of humans. Essentially, I don't really see him do that with the Eternals, So I would just imagine it's humanity. Mm. But um, he he is another character kind of like Fastos who uh, becomes like enamored with the humans in a way where mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like the coin reversal of Fastos where he was going to be like, Oh, I'm going to control their minds for my own bidding. Mm-hmm. But really we come to find out that he's like into humans he's and, and him, wants yeah. to help them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing in the trailer, we see him show up, he's wearing all black. We find out in the movie, he can control people's minds mm-hmm. and the most evil thing of all he has a bowl cut. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, he's definitely going to be the villain of the piece. <laughs> and I kept waiting for that shoe to drop, but it does not happen. That's you know, funny. He's, Weird he's like a, a good guy character. He shows up in a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a bad boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But 
on the side of the good boys. So uh, I was really surprised that he was not the villain, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I I I really like his character a lot. He's in a relationship with Makari, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they, there's a little bit of a flirting I love action that flirting, goes on yeah. between them. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which is something had to be done for this movie because I doubt in the '70s they were going to let uh, <laughs> two like white dudes uh, from the comics Let's do that. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I I, I, I grew to him, like his character. I, mm-hmm. I liked him a lot the the second go round, especially yeah. now that I knew, despite his bowl cut, <laughs> he's not a bad guy. You know, I don't know him. I I know his face and like I've known him around, but I haven't seen a lot of the stuff he's been in. He's in this movie called The Killing of a Sacred Deer that I've heard about a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He was in Dunkirk. I didn't realize that. Uh, and then he's in the Batman coming up too. So that's interesting. Oh, I heard about that. But yeah. he's, he has such an interesting look to him and, and sound yeah. or whatever. I like his voice and stuff. Uh, I like the Irish accent and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, down with that. But yeah, he was, I liked him. Um, but I didn't, I didn't think about the misdirect of that. I didn't remember him, the trailers and stuff. Um, but yeah. I could have seen that he would have gone the other way. That would have been an interesting choice, but I kind of like how it played out too. Yeah, and I don't think that Marvel was necessarily trying to like portray that he was the villain. Did, yeah, it's just like that's what I had yeah, right suspected. Um, there's a, a character in the uh, an, a different Marvel property called the Inhumans. Uh, there's a, a character of the the leader of the Inhumans uh, named Maximus, and he's the the villain of the piece. Mm. And and his Druig to me looks a lot like the character of Maximus, mm. or you know, close enough. Uh, to where I was like, oh, I wonder if that's the direction they're gotcha. going with it. So I think that's it. Just got stuck in my mind. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, kind so of I, I really mm-hmm. liked his character as well. Uh, and then my very favorite. Oh, here we go! Right? Hell yeah! Here we go! But roll up some magazines. Yeah. Time to your wrist. <laughs> oh my god! It's about to get live. Don Lee as Gilgamesh. Holy shit! Whenever in this movie, because he's like the strong one, and his thing is like they're they're all like always making up weapons out of this weird you know gold circles and stuff that'll like kind of float around them mm-hmm. or whatever like like Thena does and stuff uh but he he has like wrist things that pop up and like like hammer hands or whatever yeah. and the entire time I was like I would love if those gold things were just magazines it oh, just right, made me yeah. think of that scene so much from from Train to Busan oh fuck vintage loved him. playboys yes you know? yeah. yeah wrap this around <laughs> the wrist in, yeah yeah man that's amazing yeah I I did not remember that that was the same guy from Train to Busan. Whenever right, I okay. saw this, like, I guess when I saw him in trailers, I don't know that they really, like, highlighted him a lot in those either. Or maybe I just noticed other people. But so when it, he showed up in the movie, I, like, lost my goddamn mind. I was like, that dude is in this movie? Oh, really? Okay. Oh, my God. I was awesome. so surprised. I'm so glad that oh, that, that surprised you. It was great. Um, because I, I remember when they announced the cast for this and they brought them out at Comic-Con, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. He's there. I, he's oh. going to be in the movie. I was so excited. Amazing. He was like the person I was most excited yeah. about because I just love Train to Busan so, so much. much. I hope people liked his character in this movie and then go back to right. discover Train to Busan. One hearing um, him speak English. I was like, wait a I second, know, we yeah. can have him in more movies. Let's I know, right? He was he was so good. <laughs> yeah. And like his performance in English was good. Yeah. Sometimes it could be a little bit stilted if people don't speak that native language mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and it works the other way because there were some American characters that show up mm. in uh, Squid Game. And I'm like, what kind of acting is this? Right. Like, we don't speak like this. Yeah, like, but I'm sure it works the other way. Um, but man, I was so excited for Don Lee to uh get this mm-hmm. movie oh, um again and, and yeah. it seems like he was he was looking forward to it as well um 
like you said, he's he's uh, very strong. He's got those gauntlets that appear around his hands. He's supposed to be the strongest eternal, mm. and um, he ends up taking care of the aforementioned Thena character mm-hmm. in this movie, and is kind of like her guardian. Um, I I couldn't quite tell if there's supposed to be like a romantic relationship there, or if he was just like um, I know, just a caretaker. He's just or, a caretaker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's very caretakery in general. Mm-hmm. Like whenever we see him show up later in the movie in present day, he's got like the uh, the apron on mm-hmm. or whatever, and just I don't know. It's, well, like, I, I just like his character a lot. Yeah, and even all of them are like sitting down to eat, and he's just, he's still like walking around serving everybody. Yeah, he really is mm-hmm. that kind of caretaker. He's, he's the Stephen Fisher of the oh, group, you know. Thanks. I wasn't gonna say anything, but if I'm the Don yeah. Lee of that, okay. The, the amount of times I've seen you take a cast iron pan and just like crush it in your hands. Oh yeah, I do a lot. Countless, mm-hmm. you know, straight out of the mm-hmm. pizza oven. Yeah, you just like to buy cast iron pans. What can I say? I love them. You know, I love Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, despite all the cast lists we've gone through, oh my God. we still have two Eternals left to get to before we talk about the movie itself. Because of the way that they formatted it in the wiki article, for some uh-huh. reason the next person is Karun, Kingo's human valet, and I'm like, wait, right. I realized talking about Gilgamesh, I was like, we haven't even talked about Angelina Jolie in this movie. Uh-huh. She's arguably yep. the, the biggest name in here. Um, I would say so. Yeah. And then, yeah, so it's weird the way they do that. But yeah, uh, so I'm going to stick with Salma Hayek as Ajak. I'm going to stick with our Eternals first. Yeah. She's like the the mother figure uh, mm. in the comics. She was uh, Ajak is a male character. Um, in this, obviously, she's a, a woman and uh, she's uh, the very much the like mother figure mm-hmm. amongst all the Eternals. She's the leader. She has the direct connection with uh, Erishim, who is the celestial that they've been put on a mission for. And uh, she has the ability to heal people where when I first saw this movie, I thought she just like fixed the dude's costume. Uh, at the, at the beginning <laughs> She's of a good it. seamstress. She's yeah. pretty good. Which I'm like, um, <laughs> this is a little bit uh, uh, genderist. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she has the ability to heal people. And that really plays a factor mm-hmm. upon the second viewing where we see that a deviant for no reason can just heal themselves. Yeah, we'll get know? to that too. I'm so confused. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. And then uh, Angelina, Angelina Jolie as Thena. Yes. Thena is, uh, like you mentioned, she's like the Wonder Woman mm-hmm. of the group. She has the ability to create any weapon out of cosmic energy. And she her character has, uh, throughout the movie, we see that she's uh, losing her memory mm-hmm. or gaining Some, other yeah. memories. When I first saw this movie the first time, I thought that she was, uh, it was... Um, my God, what do you it, it's fitting that my brain is not working for for this particular topic. Uh, I thought she was going through some type like of Alzheimer's? Uh, yes, thank is you. That- uh, yeah, I thought that's the direction they were going mm-hmm. with it because she's old. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. but the 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 metaphor wasn't fully there. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, boy, they really dropped the ball on that. But that's not what they were doing at all. As we see, she was living other lives because they've been to other planets or whatever. Yeah. And that, another that's convoluted more the direction. explanation, yeah. though, right? Like, but it, but that was like something I was glomming onto it, mm-hmm. and not the movie itself. So I was holding that against the movie for a thing that wasn't intended. It's their fault. But yeah, you're like, but, I'm mad at this movie. I'm not, I'm not even sure why. I forgot. Hey, you know but, what? Like a true MCU fan, <laughs> yeah. I didn't get what I wanted. And I'm being a shit bitch about it. Um, but she has these memory problems that I, I, I cannot believe in the Wikipedia article. Mm. It has this highlighted, but it's called Mond Weary 
which yeah. most assuredly is in the comics because it doesn't look like a word that should be able to be pronounced. Mm-hmm. But it's spelled M-A-H-D space W-Y apostrophe R-Y. Uh, but essentially, she's her her brain is broken, and there's not any way for them to fix it. It's just something that um, either they have to essentially send her back mm-hmm. uh, to like a resetter, like, uh, right? Or um, Don Lee steps up. He wraps some magazines around his wrist. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, I got this. I'll, I'll take care of her." Yeah. We'll go to the Outback. <laughs> go to Steakhouse. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, that's that's their their relationship, mm-hmm. essentially, is uh, she's uh, a warrior, uh, an intense warrior. Uh, people have cited Greek myths about her exploits mm-hmm. as Athena. They just added an A because, you know, that you know how humans do. Uh, but uh, that was yeah, fun, so. though. I liked how they explained some of that stuff. They've been around for so long and been a part of history, just not like recorded for us for some reason. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. it's like. Um, not just her, but uh, what's his fucking name? Icarus, obviously, like yeah, like his stories mm-hmm. and stuff, and like the fact that Sprite was like creating this stuff for people is like movies, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like showing them these stories or whatever, and um, that stuff I think was kind of neatly explained or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Although it does as well kind of bridge a gap into the Justice League sort of to me and like the myths mm-hmm. that they portray as them being like these gods sort of or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just feel like a lot of this movie was trying to be the justice league of the MCU. And I thought, interesting. I thought okay. that was going to be like, when you talked about how you kept thinking about it afterwards and like, you had a lot of thoughts, whatever I was like, is that mm-hmm. what he's going for? Like I thought if I had not seen, um, suicide or whatever, the suicide squad, the, the new James mm-hmm. Gunn one, if I had not seen that and I, and I do like the Zack Snyder justice league, uh, cut like a lot more, uh, than, than it was before. And if it had just been the other Justice League, I would have said this this movie is the best DC movie I've seen. <laughs> right. But it's one of the worst okay, yeah. MCU movies I've seen. You okay. know, but it's like it tries to fit these weird roles. Um, and it also made me think of um, fucking Shazam. The, oh, yeah. the Deviants, which is the next thing we'll talk about. I didn't realize until mm. I wa- read it today that Bill Skarsgård was the voice of that lead oh, right. Deviant. Yeah. That's crazy to me. But um, they were so generic. They reminded me of the the sins, whatever the the seven deadly sins, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's Shazam, yeah, 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 yeah it's Shazam. Yeah. And then the the like you said too, like the powers in this, like all their laser beams are all the same color. Like it all felt so generic in a weird way yeah. that Marvel usually doesn't do. Like even the some of this was like the cast itself was diverse, and their costumes might have been a little like I couldn't I like you were trying to say who was wearing what colors earlier I can't remember that for the life of me and none of it stood out because maybe there's so many of them but it's like a lot of it just felt a lot more I don't know like washed away like it just felt a little less bright and new and exciting uh felt like a DC movie yeah despite the diversity of the cast it does feel a bit homogenized yes in that everyone's costume more or less looks the same uh, they do have different colors, but it's not like Power Rangers where everyone mm. has their own color they work with. They're like, Cersei ha- wears green, but also Sprite wears green, which is fitting for the, mm-hmm. you know, the drink tie-in. Sure. Of course, you got to get it in there. <laughs> um, and then Kingo and Fastos or Fastos, uh, they both wear purple. Um, but like in in the, the comics, uh, I can't not go back to it. Mm-hmm. Like the original costume designs that Jack Kirby made are just so fucking great oh really for 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 some of the characters yeah like man you really have to be into it um but there are these like wide bands and there's just something about jack kirby's uh costume designing Mm -hmm. that i absolutely love he's like 
easily in my my top five, if not my top three of all time favorite artists in general. They are and wildly different costumes. Wildly different. Oh right? my gosh. Yeah. So for if you look up Icarus, his costume is red and blue, not unlike Superman, but mm-hmm. they don't incorporate red into Icarus's costume here. Yes. Yeah. So Icarus. Yeah. Icarus is the guy that's wearing blue <laughs> with the, the red and yellow uh-huh. uh, highlights in there. So very Superman esque mm-hmm. in that regard. Makari is the red and white oh, guy okay, yeah. there. Um, who's the, the fast one. Like she um, looks Cersei's, different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she shaved for the movie, and then uh, Cersei is green, so that's that's consistent or whatever. Okay. But um, but yeah, like Interesting. they 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 really like updated the costumes, but not in a way that I necessarily think is better. Yeah, but it, Generic, it kind of just is what it weird. is hmm. in this way. I I would have liked to have seen a little bit more like Kirby design in there. Um, you know, in the the movie Thor Ragnarok, mm. there's a lot of Kirby design that goes into mm-hmm. a, a lot of those. Um, settings um in particular mm-hmm. where like the arena setting where loki is watching the the hulk and thor battle um in the background of that scene there's a lot of like kirby uh, kirby kirby design with like the various like uh piping elements that he uses in his illustrations and whatnot yeah i would have liked to have seen that in the costumes uh but it wasn't so you know the the that's what i wanted the first go around mm-hmm. the second time i watched the movie i was just like oh it is what it is it it didn't bother me as much yeah but, i think that yeah, again yeah for that. my second viewing would probably be better for that yeah that's a good point um okay so for the the last bit of the 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 casting mm-hmm. kit harrington is dane whitman who is a human that's dating cersei and then he's kind of uh, peppered in at the beginning and then mm-hmm. the very end and then the the final credit scene the, mm. the main post credit scene and uh, doesn't really do a lot. Doesn't seem phased at all by anything that happens in this movie, uh, yeah. which is weird because there's a lot of fucking crazy shit. Um, even though, like, you know, they're in England at this point. Uh, whenever we we meet him and Cersei and Sprite, uh, and they had the whole thing with uh, the Thor: The Dark World that that final showdown took place there. Mm. You would still be freaked out if this weird tentacle like hentai creature crawled out <laughs> of a, a river and started attacking people you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got this guy that looks like uh, regular clothes Superman flying in <laughs> to save the day, and you find yeah. out that you know he used to boink your girlfriend Uh-oh. for five thousand years. Um, yeah, I feel like that would make you take a step back and reformulate yeah right like at least think about it a little bit doesn't really seem to do much for me he's like i'm gonna go get a bagel yeah right pretty easy yeah and then like in the comics this character eventually becomes the black knight who's a superhero character and um there's uh, a hint as toward that becoming Mm. the case and at the end of this movie but uh we don't know that you know the first time we watched this movie you know, the, the public at large yeah. anyway does. And I, I, as I was watching it, I was like, I wonder if they're going to reference that character. But um, they really don't. And he keeps saying like he has a secret or something or like a family mm-hmm. secret. Mm-hmm. He says that like once at least. And then there's the credit sequence. That was again. I was just like, there's so much going on in here and it's yeah. hard to follow or care right now. <laughs> you know, like maybe like I, I looked him up a little bit. Like you said, what was mm-hmm. the black night uh, the black knight yeah i was like i Dane don't know Whitman, what yeah. that is or like I, he mm-hmm. has the sword and then like this other guy's talking i was like i don't know what's going on at all and and part of you is like 
he's a white guy, but they're calling him the Black Knight. That's racist. It's, it should be a black guy. Oh, wait, yeah. no. Is that racist if he's a <laughs> black guy? Racist? Wait a minute. This is okay. Uh, I don't, I, I, I'm just going to I'm just going to go. Black Knight. Abandon it. That was a movie starring Martin Lawrence, right? <laughs> that's, what that's what we're references. Is that part of the MCU? What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> that's the voice we hear. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so let's let's. Oh, boy, we're we're well into this. I recording. know. I, it's I feel like we're doing I don't know. We're doing the movie. And the fact that, like, they put a lot of characters in and we had to do that. But I feel like we should have just skipped those. But how do you skip them and not talk about them? It's just like there's just so much to talk about. Um, so, yeah, we'll just keep going, I guess. OK. Um, so. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Let me see if I can if I can try to put the 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 main idea of this movie there you go. into perspective for for the listeners because this is essentially what it boils down to right so the planet earth existed a long time ago as we know big bang earth exists Mm. yada yada the celestial beings are these massive creatures we see a severed head of one of these celestials in guardians of the galaxy Mm. and they eventually make it a shopping mall of sorts oh yeah that's how how massive massive beings Mm -hmm. so one of the original celestials seeded a another celestial into the planet earth a long time ago so he the, he fucked earth oh yeah he done skeeted up in that bitch. planted a seed yeah a skeet seed a skeet seed mm-hmm. yeah skeet 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 that's where that song comes from <laughs> yeah oh it's a celestial song that's good yeah little john was like way ahead of the game <laughs> little john is a celestial look if i'm not saying he is or isn't but spoilers he is for certain um I'm, a matter of fact i'm getting this like this plot recap mm-hmm. from his website. Oh, that's nice. So, nice of him to yeah, do that. A, 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 a celestial Arishim mm-hmm. seeded the planet Earth a long time ago with a seed to birth a new celestial. That's how they're formed. The only way they can be formed is by life on that planet, seeding it and feeding it. Mm-hmm. So, he, as a preventative measure from having predators rule the 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 planet and uh, feed on humanity. Arishim has sent these creatures called the Deviants there to feed on the predators. So we'll leave the humans alone. They can multiply, populate the planet, and eventually provide enough energy for the being inside the planet, Tiamat, as we're told, to eventually be birthed and destroy the planet Mm -hmm. upon its birth, right? That could be okay. Turns out, these Deviants... Are real deviants. They really oh, yeah. develop their own agenda. They're out there just like they go through all the predators. They're like, hey, you know what? This is tasty. I bet humanity is tasty as well. Mm-hmm. Let's eat some of these people. Like, you know, sometimes you're walking around in public and you're like, oh, man, I bet that person would be tasty to eat. <laughs> yeah, I think that all the time. Yeah, of course. Okay. You're like, yeah, me too. El Tascan is Stephen is a cannibal. <laughs> I was dropping that out there. He took the bait. Get him. Um, so in order to counteract that, Erisham has developed the Celestials, or not the Celestials, the Eternals, and they are the antidote for the virus known as Deviants. Mm-hmm. So Not complicated at all. No. They're the Pfizer, mm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. what do you call it, antidote toward the Deviant now you see- COVID strain. Arishim is basically China. He's a Chinese lab, okay? And he created COVID. <laughs> Look, he we fucked know a bat, skeeted into Earth. <laughs> we know this. For but a fact. Yeah, that's, 
that's that's the main thing is like the Eternals are there to take out the deviants who are sent there to mm-hmm. take out the predators who are there to take out the humans. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, a virus for a virus for a virus for humanity, essentially. Who's a virus? Mm-hmm. Who's a virus? Yeah, we all know. Man, we are they. It's so complicated. It's like sending in the snakes, and you have to send in the bears to get the snakes. Mm-hmm. It just—it's yep. such a weird storyline. I—I didn't know anything of what would happen in the storyline. Mm-hmm. I don't—I didn't know like what the Eternals were, and I certainly didn't know they had like a natural enemy that they were created to like take out. Um, and it's just all like it was just weird to me. Like I just don't know that I like that story. Are the Deviants as okay. well? Is this like a comic thing, or is this like a movie it is. thing? Uh, it is no, it's in the comics. They are uh, longtime rivals, essentially. Um, and I, I think the the story is somewhat consistent, but I don't know about the the seeding Earth at with a celestial in it, or yeah. if that's for this movie or whatever. Um, incredibly high stakes, but not the highest stakes we've seen because I feel like Thanos wiping out half of mm. the entire universe instead of just a planet. Yeah. A little bit more stakes there, you know. Yeah, it's a weird, much like Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> come to dog lays um, <laughs> i uh for for the for what the stakes should be i didn't feel a whole lot of like like there wasn't a whole lot of dramatic tension in this movie i felt i yeah. i felt maybe bored during it is probably what it is and I, I did watch it over a few days i watched it like basically in three settings three sittings oh yeah um, of course to get through it you know and like it wasn't mm-hmm. that it was that bad it was like like i said like my wife came home so i watched like half of it and then like i put it on another like 30 minutes another day and then i finally mm-hmm. was able to finish it when i had some alone time or whatever and i wasn't jerking it um and mm-hmm. so i oh and there goes my stomach wow what a just oh. combo of events happening right now there's someone say jerking it <laughs> i'll make some room <laughs> I um I just didn't like just didn't care a whole lot about it like I I didn't feel like there were a lot mm-hmm. of stakes I was like they're gonna come okay. out of this like Earth is gonna be fine you know and so like when everything all happened it was just kind of like play by numbers you know just like go through the motions or whatever like I didn't yeah. feel a whole lot of it I, and I don't know if I would have like seen this with you or with other friends you know would have held more for that but I don't feel like it did a whole lot for you either in that way you know like just kind of there yeah I mean when you know. Spider-Man is coming out a few months from then. Yeah, right? Like, or like the next month yeah. in, uh, in real time in theaters. Um, you're like, oh, it'll be okay. It'll, yeah. it'll work out. You know? And it, they always do, right? But yeah. the, I don't know. Some of the stuff lately, like especially the Loki show, has like a ton of stakes that change everything, right? Like, yeah. And this doesn't feel like... It almost feels like um, Black Widow in a way. Like, what's the point of this? Where does this fit in the timeline? Why does it matter? Like, again, right. like I'll have to know where they go forward to know like, oh, the Eternals are so great because they show up in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And I love when they play off of Peter Quill or whatever. Like, I don't know how that's going to play mm-hmm. out. And if I'll care more, but so far I'm just kind of like it happened and like whatever. Besides the fact that there's like uh, marble fingers coming out of the earth, which is kind of neat. Um, <laughs> now you know that's that's gonna be different uh, in the skyline. Yeah. But otherwise, like, what did it really change? You know. Mm-hmm. So. Um. Yeah. I mean, not not a whole lot. Um. It's kind of just their story. But uh, to your point, I will say that the it's hard to be like drawn in to these characters and them caring about humanity when we see humanity very rarely outside mm. of immediate family or whatever, mm-hmm. like, um, Fastos's family that he has, we see them, mm-hmm. but we don't see, we don't see the Eternals characters out with 
humans mm-hmm. a whole lot. Like we meet Kingo and he's there on set with a bunch of humans, but then like yeah. the next scene they're in a plane just by themselves. You know that his videographer is there, but mm-hmm. really it's just like one one person. But yeah, we don't see humanity. It's it is a little bit bizarre in that I regard. I didn't even thought about you that, know? but you're totally right. Like yeah. they even go to mostly like um, places that are like small villages to go find mm-hmm. uh, what's his face. You know, who's like controlling all the people in that village or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, Drew. Yeah, yeah it's like a rainforest, small village or whatever. And then, like, they go, like, unpopulated places, basically. That's where, mm-hmm. like, the emergence is happening, you know? It's, like, unpopulated. But but it's all about saving humanity. I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. And I think the only reason we see those people in Druig's scene is because that directly relates to his ability right. to like control people right yeah so, <laughs> they're like yeah. we need some people in this man get some extras <laughs> just like act like a weirdo just walk around yeah. here like your eyes are all glazed over yeah uh-huh but uh but yeah and then like dane whitman at the beginning and end of the movie the the only time he really interacts with cersei outside of being on the phone is at the beginning and end and that's her link to mm-hmm. the humans and we don't see him a whole lot so yeah it's, it's a, a little bit of a disconnect there mm-hmm. but um yeah, well, it's uh, yeah. we also briefly mentioned him too, but yeah, Kit Harrington, also another Game of Thrones person. Uh, I've yes, I've like no history with him. He's okay. Mm-hmm. I, 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 his character doesn't do much in this. Again, it might show up later, and obviously they're hinting at a lot more. But um, I don't care about him yet, and so it's like right. eventually, maybe. Uh, but he was another one. Yeah, I was kind of like that might be a super exciting for certain people, but not mm-hmm. not for me. You know. Um. So this movie opens up with a text scroll. Mm-hmm. what do you think about that because that's a, a lot of information like there are points where i would rewind it 10 seconds to reread what i read mm-hmm. because i was like wait oh, what? okay because you're you're dropping in a lot of new from the concepts beginning yeah there. for yeah. sure um yeah and it's a little star warsy uh yeah. in the fact that it's like well, it all, starts with the fanfare of course yeah of yeah. course uh uh-huh. but it's all like i don't know there's something about disney owning all of this and they could cross things over if they wanted to. And like, mm. I don't want them to cross like Marvel with star Wars, but it's like they could. And I don't know, like maybe cause I was watching it on Disney plus and I could also just go and watch, you know, Boba Fett or whatever that I was like, it <laughs> right. felt that way to me. That's what it made me think uh-huh. of initially, but um, it was okay. Um, it did have a lot of info and I did notice from the start. I, it was like, first we created deviants and then I was like, okay, and mm. the deviants to me also just sounds kind of like a generic name. Like yeah. I get that it's like from the comics then, so that makes more sense. But uh, I don't know; it just didn't inspire a lot of confidence in the movie to come from that from that get go. I guess, <laughs> okay. yeah. And I was into it. I, I'm actually talking about a lot more, not hateful, but like you know, a lot more down than I thought it would be. I I really enjoyed like the first half of it, especially when I didn't know where it was going to go, and I was just kind of down for the ride, even though it was convoluted. I was still like, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying the characters and stuff, and like their different powers and like the fights. I thought were really great in the beginning like it was exciting and um again like with this being like the best dc movie like and, and some version of of the world that it kind of is to me um mm-hmm. i think that like the uh what's his fucking name icarus his the look of him flying around like the the physics of it the weight of it i think is mm-hmm. is cool looking i like how they did it and they did some interesting things but then it, once the movie started playing out and the more it went and like there's just a lot of downtime and talking and stuff too and exposition there's like there's just so yeah. much stuff to get through uh mm-hmm. it's very 
weighty with info. And uh, mm-hmm. eventually I just got kind of bored more than anything. And then by the end of it, when I, I was just kind of like, let's just finish this thing. Like it wasn't a total slog, <laughs> but it was like not exciting, you know? Right. So yeah. I did it, like it. I just didn't mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, it's a very atypical Marvel movie. Yeah. And then there are a lot of people bitching that Marvel movies are very formulaic. And then you throw this at them and then they're like, well, it's not like a Marvel it's a different movie. Formula, like, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you want? What do you want? Speaking of what do you want? Like, uh, there's an actual it's like the first sex scene in a Marvel movie between uh, Icarus and Cersei. Mm. And it's really them just kind of like grinding on a beach or whatever. You don't even see their lower halves. There's no nudity in mm-hmm. it. But then not a single butthole, not a single butthole. And I was just like, man, cats <laughs> is afraid to give us butthole cuts. And now this. Come on. Yeah. Hollywood, um, we can handle buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> but people had for a while called Marvel movies sexless. And then this movie comes out and people are like, oh, and the, the sex scene isn't really even um, that intense or whatever. And my thought is like, why do you? Why did you ever think we would ever get a right. sex scene in a Marvel yeah. movie? Like, why do you want this? It's not like there's like straight up fucking in the comics that mm-hmm. plays a, a necessary part in stories that would be adapted to film or TVs. I am so perplexed by this. Like, why would you want that? Like, I, I understand that it's attractive people mm-hmm. and you want to see them fuck. Like, please believe, you know, like I get I, that. I, I'd get down on some OnlyFans art for that. But like, <laughs> but in the movie itself, you don't need that. Yeah. Like, it's just, it seems superfluous, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, I, I could just see, like, there's a, a wedding scene later uh, in a different flashback, one of many, uh, that sees that the characters have fallen in love and they've decided to get married. But um, I, I I was so, like, taken aback by the online discourse of, uh, yeah, this sex scene wasn't that hot. It's like, what? What did you what, want? What are you did looking you for here? Full, like anal mm-hmm. <laughs> in this marvel movie oh yeah it's not That'd be amazing if that's <laughs> they're like we're just gonna put it all in this movie you know we're just mm-hmm. gonna see might as well the story's already full of shit mm-hmm. let's just put more more buttholes in it you know <laughs> everybody's just fucking asses <laughs> you think that's some shit hey give it 20 minutes brother hell yeah dude yeah i don't know um i didn't even remember that there was a sex scene in it until you just mentioned it i forgot about right? that because yeah. it's it wasn't much of anything and just kind of moved past it or, or that the yeah. fact that it was like the first one in a marvel movie you know mm-hmm. it was yeah. kind of it, like, yeah it, it's something that i did not even think about yeah. and then when it was on screen i was like oh well there's a thing it's something i've heard Let's that adults on. do and they're adults i guess so mm-hmm. I, I've, yeah, I've never experienced it yeah, myself I, but i've heard good either, things i expect i'm willing to to ride several miles into my town to <laughs> discover something in the woods again listen to those outtakes this is a very outtake heavy referencing yeah we did a lot um let's see uh what do you think about the the ship that they ride around in it's like a triangle it's a plain ass triangle i'm okay with that because it made me think of like 2001 and the the monolith which is just like a rectangle black rectangle or whatever and so it kind of made me think of this old like really really ancient but highly technological stuff wouldn't be like like a close encounters ship with all these different things sticking off of it. It would just be like a simple shape. Um, yeah. So I did kind of, I actually kind of dug that, that it was just like to people in ancient times, they would have just been like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. it didn't need to look so technological. So I was okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The first time I saw it, I was like, eh, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. It seems a little bit bare bones, a little yeah. bit plain. But then the second time it was just kind of like, 
it is what it is. That's, that's how I feel about a, a lot of design elements in this movie. Yeah. Like, I thought the designs could be a lot better, but it's just like, well, they didn't go that direction, so yeah. I'm just going to have to let it go. It's like the second viewing is the acceptance viewing. You can be like, well, all of <laughs> yeah. this is here. So I'm going through DABDA <laughs> yeah. with Eternals yeah. is, is what it is. Um, so, huh. Okay. Yeah, so we're, we're more or less on the, the same page, I think, mm-hmm. with... With that side of it, um, I feel like one thing in particular this movie could do is let you know better about when you're in a flashback and when you're not, because, mm. or, or you know, at least the, the time frame that they're talking about. Because sometimes you're like a minute or two into a scene before they put the the title oh, on yeah. there. It's like Babylon AD whatever. Um, so it's obviously intentional, yeah. That they yeah, but it's but like why. <laughs> yeah but it's confusing because there are certain points where um you have that like uh you're into the movie you know 10 15 minutes and then they're like oh we need to go get so and so and then it flashes to um them like fighting in egypt and they're in costume and all this stuff Mm. but then it goes on for a few minutes before you get that it's a flashback and it just seems i don't know it's a little bit strange that it would flashback that way without mm-hmm. letting you know in advance it, it 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 confused me the first time that i saw it because i was like not sure where we were in mm-hmm. time uh in certain points yeah i remember certain things like that too i think you get over it once you like see the title card for it or whatever you're mm-hmm. like oh okay like i get that or whatever and sometimes it's just the yeah. context clues but um but yeah it's like the what's the purpose of that why mm-hmm. why do they want you to be kind of lost for a second yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought overall, like the directing of this was fine or whatever. I had heard some people talk about Chloe Zhao and her other movies and that she lost some of her own artistic, like what she brings to the table. Like it felt like a generic Marvel movie, which I've, I've heard complaints about, you know, Marvel's hand and things. And same mm-hmm. thing with like Edgar Wright kind of dropping out of Ant-Man after developing it for so long. And they were like, they're never going to let him make an, an Edgar Wright movie. They're always going to yeah. it's always going to be a Marvel movie that's directed by Edgar Wright. And like, would I even want that, you know? Um, yeah. And I don't know her other mm-hmm. stuff. Like we talked last week a little bit uh, about like Nomadland was her mm-hmm. latest movie. And there's another one that came out before that I hadn't heard of until today. But apparently they're both good and um, different, like smaller movies, right? Like this, I, I do find it so interesting. The directors they have, they bring in to get involved with these Marvel shows and movies and stuff and bringing people that were like, you know, smaller independent filmmakers and now they're making these huge mm. blockbuster or huge cgi budget movies uh and for the most part i think that works i i don't think that it was like her fault i i mean she was part of the the screenwriting as well team but um mm. it's, it's just the story overall like i just don't know that i'm down with how it all played out like some mm. of the parts were there but it's like they're all kind of just not that great like the costuming was like okay but not that great and like mm-hmm. uh, the uh we've talked about this a lot too the score the for these movies and stuff some of them are like the avengers theme that they came out with in 2012 was so iconic to me and i still love it and i can like hear bars from it anytime i want yeah mm-hmm. i could not tell you a single piece of music from this i like it was so forgettable no, and they've been that mm-hmm. way for a while now um and I, I remember like looking it up when i was looking up the cast list and stuff and i was like oh yeah i guess there was music in here i like <laughs> that's basically it like it's there whatever that's how I experience every movie. Yeah, and so. I know you kind of talked about it, which is funny, but yeah. I feel like for me, when I do pick those things out, they've gotten more generic. And mm-hmm. um, I'd be intrigued to go listen to it now just by itself and be like, oh, I remember this, I guess. But I could not mm-hmm. tell you anything about it right now. So sure. everything was just kind um, of generic, you know? 
Well, let's go back to talking about Icarus because, um, like we'd mentioned, he's like a, a Superman type character. He gets compared to it by uh, one of the kids in the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see a resemblance between he and uh, Henry Cavill. And then uh, literally, as I was finishing the movie this morning, in that last scene where he goes to confront Cersei as she's like transforming the Celestial, mm. I was like, oh, man, he looks a lot like Sebastian Stan. So yeah. I'm very on board with what you <laughs> right? were saying earlier. Um, but I thought that for him to be a lead in this movie and play the role he does, there was just like a severe lack of charisma mm. for me in that, that character, that. Or th- in that role, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to compare him to like Superman. Like, even though I don't like the DCEU movies that Superman has been in, they focus on like the, the evil yeah. or red eyes version of that character too much. Um, in that first man of steel movie, there is some like charisma that he has a little bit mm-hmm. that shines through. Um, and I would humanity. have liked to have seen, yeah, mm-hmm. super manatee even. Yeah, wow, wow. Uh, which is just a very strong manatee. That's how <laughs> out in the ocean. Um, but I, I feel like he should have had something. Like he just seems like a, just like a handsome guy that mm-hmm. uh, has powers, and that's like his whole thing. Like he has zero personality, and so whenever we find out that he's actually one of the villains of the piece, then. I don't know. It it would just seem like, oh, okay, I guess. Like, the, the betrayal didn't mm. sting that much just because I was like, well, he had no personality to begin with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess he's a serial killer or something. Like, sure, why not? What do you think about that that uh, betrayal? Well, it's funny because you're, <laughs> like, when I mentioned him earlier and I was like, I like, yeah, I didn't know this guy, but I liked him for the mm. most part. And then, like, I looked at your face and, and you were like, and then you said something like, we'll talk about this later or whatever. And I realized... Mm when I was saying it, even I was like, I liked him for what it was like, because yeah, right. it, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I allowed him to be just that weird brooding character that didn't have a lot of humanity. And I didn't, didn't expect much else from that, but mm. it also isn't a whole lot there to work with. And then, so to me, whenever he turned into the, the quote unquote villain or whatever, it's like, it seemed like a natural, yeah. Next step for him. And it's like, it kind of makes the rest of it make sense. Like, Oh, that's why he was kind of closed off. That's why he left. Um, you know, Cersei and stuff years, like whatever centuries ago and stuff. And, um, but I thought, I don't know. I thought he was, he kind of looks the part enough for me for that type of role that I was, I was cool with that. And they're all, for the most part, most of them were just like all kind of there. Like, uh, Jimmy Chan, um, she's in crazy rich Asians and I, she's mm-hmm. not like a huge character in that either, but I, I like her in that. Um, she's obviously very attractive and stuff, but I don't know her from much. Mm-hmm. So she also seemed kind of just there to me in the movie. And a lot of them did. It, it's basically like Brian Tyree Howard, uh, Henry, is that right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. um, Don Lee, I fucking love. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else was just kind of there for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not an Angelina Jolie fan really at all. Um, and so like, I wasn't excited for her to be in this really. And like, she also kind of plays a, a smaller role than I expected for her caliber, you know, of, of A-list. Um, and so I don't know, a lot of it felt kind of just like, again, just kind of there and I could take yeah. it or leave it for a lot of those characters. Mm-hmm. That's, that's honestly how I felt the second time mm-hmm. and made me, uh, didn't like necessarily like change my perspective, but again, it was just like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Eternals. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, talk about Angelina Jolie's character mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, Evidently, like toward the the end of the movie, where she's in costume, or anytime she was in costume, that was entirely CGI. Mm. Like they hadn't 
figured out the final design oh, yeah, of yeah. her costume for that, which I was impressed by because I good. watched this the first time. I had no idea. Then I read that fact and I tried to notice it as I was rewatching it this time. And yeah, it just looks like it was a like she was it's crazy dressed in that on a. Uh, on set. I know they've been doing stuff like that for a while with like Iron Man. You know, like his suit has mm-hmm. been mostly CGI. Like they'll have him more like a what? Hel- <laughs> a helmet sometimes, but then even like in the later times, whenever it was like all the like nano particle things, whatever, creating everything, it's like the mask just like appears over his head. You know, and mm-hmm. it totally looks great a lot of the time. Like, so they've really gotten good at that. But that's such a mind boggling thing for me to think that like they can just do that now and be like, like hers is like more like flowing uniform though, right? Like I feel uh, I. Th- yeah, I think from like her hips, uh, there's like a not a, a skirt, but like Something, a yeah a, a hip cape. Is that what you call it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. But yeah, it is a little bit flowy. Like hammer down pants there. at least. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, AKA a fart detector. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Thenas? And she toots. We're gonna know yeah. about it. But no one's gonna say anything because she's like again, she's like the Wonder Woman of the group, you know. And speaking of that, I was gonna say again that she she was impressive in some of those fights, and I like I like her thing where she can like create shields and spears and swords and stuff, and it kind of flows really quickly together, like for what she needs. And mm-hmm. some of the fighting style and whatever, it, it made me think of like, oh, this is what I've been looking for from Wonder Woman. You know, like they they yeah, did I hit did that, some yeah. of those notes that I thought were good for that. Um, mm-hmm. But I also just feel like there's something about the Justice League that I don't connect to as much as Marvel characters. And I haven't gotten that from the movies, so it hasn't submitted it. But I didn't have like a history with most of them, except for like Batman, mm-hmm. mostly. And Wonder Woman in, in particular, those movies, like I just haven't connected with them. And, and Gal Gadot, I, I want her to be she looks the part, but I just don't really feel mm-hmm. a connection to her, that character. I don't feel a connection to Angelina Jolie usually either, but I felt she was better as that mm-hmm. kind of role. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, and, and I feel like her character in this movie is comparable to Hawkeye in that first Avengers movie. Mm. And that like she's one of the like main players of the film, but she's mind wiped most oh, of the yeah, time. Yeah, she has, has much, like, some, right? yeah. yeah, she has like mental issues going yeah. on the whole time, which causes her to uh, like check out Mm -hmm. to where she's she her personality is absent and she doesn't really have any lines and most of the time we see her in action it's like a cg character or whatever you know so it it does i i I noticed it a lot the first Mm -hmm. go around the second time it it wasn't as big of a deal um but yeah she also confused me because um that was another misdirect thing i feel that i i didn't know what was going to be happening with her Mm -hmm. and as they reveal it and you're like oh she's like remembering old selves like old versions of herself on other planets doing the same kind of stuff but like her mm-hmm. eyes would like glaze over with like a uh, like a red color or something that would happen and i kept thinking like oh this looks like whenever the other dude takes over people's minds and so i kept thinking well someone's doing this to her like i i kept thinking there was gonna be more to it oh. than just she was like kind of going crazy and i feel like they did some weird effects that made me lead to other thoughts mm-hmm. but they didn't have any like reward to them and then it was just like oh she's just kind of crazy right now and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it and there's no solution to it it just felt like kind of a waste by the end of the day like what was the point of that you know um, interesting man i would love to be in a discussion with other people where they're like well i thought this yeah. but it turns out it was <laughs> no, this that's weird but i was just confused <laughs> like i feel like this movie yeah. is very much <clears throat> the type of movie where you can just like glom your own thoughts into yeah. something just from seeing and reading and consuming other media to where you're like oh i really thought they were going to go in this direction but they went they went this way hmm. 
<laughs> it is. And what like it is. they didn't go that way. They went this way. No, that's not what yeah. I saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be really interesting. Well, today, so this we're recording this at like lunchtime now, and mm-hmm. uh, our family's coming over. We're doing our normal Sunday lunch and stuff. And uh, I know that our longtime listener Sarah, my my sister in law. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother-in-law, Josh, are coming over, and they watched it last night. She texted me at like nine thirty. Oh 9:30. boy! She was like, "We just finished it. We have so much to talk about." So, holy shit! I'm yes. really excited, yeah, to have a, have their thoughts as well. So I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes, please do. Um, before we go, mm-hmm. uh, what did you think about the the twist with the celestials using the Eternals to help seed the planet, and and that revealed was that? It's yeah, it's all okay. I don't know. Like the, again, it's just convoluted. Is the word that always comes to okay. head. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's I don't know. I don't know much about the Celestials, and like I knew a little bit about them from Guardians of the Galaxy. They talk about some stuff oh, like that, sure. or whatever. But and they had a lot of exposition that was kind of cool looking. I like I like the look of those fucking things. They're they're badass. Oh, yeah. Um, Kirby designs on right. Points, like son. it's yeah. I, I'm realizing more and more. Like a lot of the stuff is his stuff. I got to look that up. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was just all like, I just don't care right now. Like, we'll see if mm-hmm. that plays more of a part. Like, obviously, at the end, he like, th- like three of them go off in the ship to go find other Eternals and other planets. Mm-hmm. And then the other three that are like left, he like takes and he's like, oh, I'm going to look through your memories of Earth and see if humans are worth saving or whatever. And he blips <laughs> yeah. away and it's like, OK, like, again, I don't know where this <laughs> is heading and if I should care yeah. and mm-hmm. whatever. So that that'll kind of inform it later. But for right now, I'm just it's all just kind of like. I won't be watching this movie as like on rotation like the other ones, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah totally understand. Um, I will say uh, the the end of the movie and how it leaves the planet Earth just fascinates me. It just makes me smile so hard because on um, on the movie or the the iPad IMAX version oh, uh-huh. of of the 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 movie. Um, it expands the picture in a way where it really like fills the TV screen. I'm going to send you a picture. Um, at the end of the movie, Cersei uh, transmutates mm-hmm. the celestial Tiamat into like marble or stone or whatever. Yeah. And so we have this like giant hand and part of a head coming out of the planet mm-hmm. that you should be able to see from space because it is so it's fucking huge. massive. The the yeah. scale of it is incredible. That's and what I'm saying. The skyline's going to be different, but what else really changed? You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a but big change. Just, it is, yeah. Like the hand is so large, mm-hmm. and and the head as well that it actually like peaks up above the clouds. Yeah, that's so yeah. you can easily tell that's what's crazy. going on there. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. And what is the other pointy thing? Uh, that's like part of its helmet. I okay. think. Yeah, because I thought it was you know, he was like Maybe reaching shoulder. over. He's like, he's a, he removes some ribs. He's almost got his head there. I thought yeah. he was about to reach to it. And that was a pointy dong. I heard this is how Marilyn Manson <laughs> sucks his own dick. Okay. 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 Um, that would be uh, so, quite a sight though. Can you imagine like flying in that planet? And be like, oh, we have to go through the fingers. Hold on, everybody. Oh, sure. You know? Um... So let's talk about the mid-credits and post-credits scenes then. Yeah, please. Uh, I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> let's discuss. <laughs> so on the mid-credits scene, that is Pip the Troll voiced by Patton Oswalt. Mm-hmm. And then we see he's a little like interdimensional troll character. He's uh, in a lot, a lot of cosmic Marvel like mm-hmm. comics. He'll, he'll show up from time to time. And um He's just a fun little character. He's drunk a lot, as portrayed here as well. Um, he introduces Eros, 
aka mm. Star Fox, but not the Star Fox from like Nintendo. Yep. Different guy. Doesn't have metal legs. Is not a what do you call it? Fox. Uh, he's just a uh, a, a humanoid a type of character. Member. He's just a boy band yeah. portrayed by Harry Styles, <laughs> and he uh, yeah he's like um, he's got mind control powers as mm. well. And in the comics back in the day, he would use those powers to uh, sleep with ladies. Mm. So he's the Bill Cosby of the of the group. A little bit, yeah. Okay. I always talked about Jello, yeah. um, but I hope they don't get into yeah, that in different. the movies. You know, uh, uh, you know, in, the, in modern times, whenever Star Fox shows up, he does not use that ability. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's creepy. Not a good look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they show up. Uh, he's a, the brother of Thanos, and he's also an Eternal. So I don't understand that though, because I was trying to look him Steven, up. Steven, it's all right there. <laughs> they left it all on the page. He's not purple. I don't understand. He's Thanos' brother, but he's also uh-huh. an Eternal. But we know that Eternals are fake created creatures. But Thanos had a dad, right? So does this guy have a dad? I don't know how I can be more clear about this. <laughs> he is Thanos' brother. He is an Eternal. His name is Star Fox. But he is not a fox. Okay. Okay. But he's kind of foxy. It's just, yo, it's... That's... I, I also, like... I'm not a Harry Styles fan. I know a lot of people are. There are a few songs that I've heard of his that he's actually pretty good on stuff, but I just never cared for what I, I just don't. There's so mm-hmm. much celebrity around him and I don't really care for celebrity. Right. And mm-hmm. so seeing him in this and then it was like after it had like Angelina Jolie in this, which I'm not a huge fan of. And it had like just a, I don't know. There's a lot of like the the Game of Thorns people, which I'm like yeah. actively a, an, an anti fan of you know and so like i <laughs> yeah. don't really want to see them like i don't i don't have any ill will towards like uh what's his fucking name kit harrington or whatever but like in general i associate him with that show and i kind of hate that show and so i i don't know like a lot of the characters in this i was like i don't care about anybody and then it got to mm-hmm. that and i was like why the fuck would i care that harry styles is in the goddamn mcu now yeah. and does that mean anything really is this just for fun or is he gonna be there you know and uh so yeah, yeah. i don't know where that's gonna head to so for you, a lot of these actors are starting out with negative points. Essentially. And, yeah, trying to to gain your favor yeah. through this movie is a big ask. It's a big ask a big in ask. this movie specifically. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then in the final post credit scene, there is uh, another scene with Dane Whitman. He's uh, He res- uh, opens the case mm-hmm. that has the what's called the ebony blade in it. And um, I barely know anything about this okay. fucking thing in uh in the comics i think it has the ability to like cut molecules in half or some shit Whoa. but um we can see like he unwraps it uh nervously and then he like starts to put his finger toward it and there's like the shards on the blade begin to move toward his finger as oh. if they're trying to interact with him but um we see a you know speaking of blade oh. we see her see her we hear a disembodied voice off screen that says are you sure you want to do that, Mr. Whitman? Mm. In an uncredited role <sighs> by Mahershala Ali what? as Blade. I only knew that because I read it today. I had no idea who that was. Right, yeah. I, I, I read that as I was walking yeah. out of the theater, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. okay. But that's the direction they were going. Did you, yeah, did you understand who that was? Like, uh, I, didn't, I didn't recognize the voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I after I, I looked at that's weird, right? I think so. Yeah. But... I, it was such a quick line, mm-hmm. and it immediately cuts to black. Yep. That I was, uh, I, huh? What happened? There was that entire scene. I was like, "What? Why do I care?" 
Who are these people? Yeah. What's that box? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that led. It was almost like this entire uh, opportunity was wasted. Like they they just set so much stuff up, and they're like, "You care?" And I'm like, "Not really, not yet." <laughs> uh, yeah. And those credit scenes weren't really helpful for me either. So, same, yeah, yeah. And Pip the troll. I thought the effects were really bad on right. Yeah, Did he looks that? very like rubbery yeah. and, and CGI. Like instead early two thousands, yeah. like uh, he looks like he belonged like the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say like the Resident Evil. Oh God, yeah. Even worse. <laughs> no, but like Lord of the Rings, obviously won for a lot of those, and the, some of them are really spectacular and everything. But there's some mm-hmm. that are like Legolas looks like a little rubber doll running around on a on mm-hmm. an elephant, you know. And it's like, yeah, he looked like that in this. It was like this really like you could tell it was like a video game, you know, sort of thing. Whatever mm-hmm. didn't look that great. Um, yeah, interesting with, choices. With this being like a mid-credit scene, I wonder what the production timeline was yeah. for that. Like, if it was there toward the very mm. end or tacked on it, could attack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I wonder if that was the case. But yeah, so I don't know. Those actually kind of actively made me hate everything worse, more, like much more. <laughs> okay, to yeah. be honest, because I, I at that point I was just like, man, that movie was like a slog. And then I got to those, and I was like, I don't care. I don't know what you know. So it all all kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. What if for Kevin Feige and Chloe Zhao, they were having a conversation and Feige was like, well, for your mid-credit and post-credit scene, we have the budget to do a good Pip the Troll or we can reference Blade. Mm-hmm. And Chloe Zhao was like, oh, Blade. Blade. For sure. 100%. Blade. It's just going to be a voice cameo. Yeah, Blade. Just all the Blade. It doesn't even matter. I don't even give a fuck. I saw, I read something on here. I don't know where it is though, uh, where she talked about, I guess, casting Harry Styles for that. And she said she saw him in something. He was like in Dunkirk or something. And she saw oh, him in something yeah, and she that. liked him. And then she was like, I just immediately saw him as Star Fox or whatever. And I was like, interesting. Okay. That's interesting. I don't see him as anything. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, it seemed like she was the one that like wanted to bring him in, which is obviously a mm-hmm. huge name. Uh, yeah. And good for him. Like I have not, you know, ill will to ill will towards him, but uh, mm-hmm. Just for me personally, I'm just like, okay, you know, just not for me. Sure. So, um, Okay. Well, we talked about it. Uh, doesn't, doesn't sound like you are a, a big fan of it, uh, but yeah. I'll go ahead and ask, what What did you think of this movie, Steven? I mean, I would say I, I definitely think this is much more, much better and much more entertaining than like Thor The Dark World. I still think that's like the worst or The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. I hate that one more because it, it had more potential, I feel, uh, okay, than I yeah. cared about Thor at the time, you know, uh, especially just mm-hmm. a, a first sequel to Thor. I don't know. So, like, it, it feels more modern and better in some ways. And I liked those than, like, that era of, like, when Thor came out or when Incredible Hulk came out and they were still figuring stuff out. Um, they mm-hmm. did some good things in this, but overall, I just didn't care about it much like those. It wasn't as entertaining as the other Marvel movies are. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of forgettable, like... I I even I watched this over the few days a few days ago and I I had to like remind myself by reading it today and be like what was happening in there, um, <laughs> right, yeah. and I don't know how much I'll care over months how much will I retain you know leading forward sure. so again like mm-hmm. everything I've been saying with these once we know a little bit more where they go with it in the future mm-hmm. maybe I'll look back on this more fondly but so far just a forgettable entry in the series you know mm-hmm. I feel like there are parts of this movie where it seems like it would be in a sequel to an Eternals movie mm. with like so many concepts. Like if yeah. they had mentioned the Celestials seeded life on the planet, the first go around. Yeah. And then in the second movie, you find out that they seeded. Good point. Another Celestial to pop out. of Yeah. It, that would 
be a little bit better. It would be a, a twist on what you yeah. learned in the first movie, you know. Um, so yesterday, Daniel Sanchez, who's mm. been on the show before, he texted yeah. me that um, he had watched the, the movie and he said that he liked it and that uh, it could be possibly due to going in with low expectations, mm-hmm. which is probably the best way That's to go good, into this movie. Good call. Um, he said uh, it opens others, other doors into the Marvel Universe. I wonder mm-hmm. when it takes place because the whole celestial popping out of the ocean thing seems like it would be brought up in Shang-Chi and then Spider-Man, oh, yeah. but it, it does not. It doesn't get referenced. Um, my whole thing with that is... Uh, you know, you're not going to necessarily mention everything each time, you know, a movie comes out or whatever, but potentially in subsequent movies, they could mm-hmm. fly past the celestial head in a helicopter or something. That's kind of like, cool. Oh, look, it's a head. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> on yeah, the way to Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. They have like, you see the head in foreground and then you see a tiny little like bird shit oh, on I the celestial that. head, you know? Yeah. Fuck yeah. that guy. Doing it for Earth. Yeah. That sequel. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as when the movie takes place, I think on the Wikipedia article, it says that the film takes place like eight months after Avengers Endgame. So, OK, I guess still technically in the future, since that would be like 2023 or whatever. Mm. But um, good way to circumnavigate COVID, if I'm being honest, yeah. you know, just like honestly, Black half the population it. doesn't of America doesn't even believe yeah. COVID. So it's thing, all good. So, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Um, as for me, uh, yeah. I will say, uh, I was intrigued by this movie the first time because I, I didn't enjoy it and it, you know, I, I just was but like, stuck wow, with how you. They, how did they whiff this one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuck with so me a interesting. lot. Upon second viewing, I really like this movie. Oh really? I know I shouldn't. Crazy. But okay. it's just because I know how the puzzle pieces fit together mm-hmm. this time. I was able to see the how everything came together. I, I wouldn't say that every piece of that puzzle is successful. Again, mm-hmm. I have problems with like Icarus having no personality. Um, and I, I thought they could have like developed certain aspects of, of the various characters a little bit yeah. more, maybe fit humanity into it since it's about humanity <laughs> and they're the defenders of that. Yeah. But um, for what it is, and it is what it is, as we said multiple times, um, I, I enjoyed the movie, and I would like to see where some of the other characters go from there. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kingo just piecing out of the movie before the third act. I expected him to come back. That was an interesting choice. And he didn't. The you know Especially the first time I watched it, I thought, wow, that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. But the second time, I was like, oh, well, yeah, I know he doesn't come back till after the battle is over and then he's just like helping someone move yeah <laughs> i'm like well he he did not defend humanity but he has is like lifting the heavy suitcase mm-hmm. so uh, you know if you've ever helped anyone some move credit or pack up before you know yeah, yeah that's for sure credit where it's due and so. it does make sense for his character I, I liked that he's like i i am kind of along with icarus and the fact that like this is what we do and like i don't want to stop the emergence but i also don't want to mm-hmm. fight my team it's kind of sweet yeah. that way uh, but it was definitely unexpected, and uh, yeah. maybe that would yeah. I mean, I'm so intrigued now to to actually watch this a second time and see what I feel. But I'll have to give it some mm-hmm. some time in between. I think would be nice. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I think fascinating. especially after watching that newest Spider Man movie mm-hmm. and then going back to rewatch this, they don't really have anything to do with each other, mm-hmm. but uh, they make my brain work in different ways. To yeah. where I'm like, oh, I have so many thoughts to mm. to get out of my body, you know? Yeah. And that'll be interesting, mm-hmm. too, because I haven't seen that one yet. So, yeah. You know, I've got uh, so many thoughts. I'm about to go see the Earth in a different way, you know what I'm saying? Hey. I don't know what you're saying. 
or as Lil John says, you know, a very, very similar way. Skeet, 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 skeet. Oh but yeah, go, totally. Oh yeah, I get, I get that you. dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I'm glad that I finally got to watch this and we got to talk about it. I was really excited to at least talk to you about it. I had said for a while that I wasn't ever really excited about this movie. The the marketing for it just didn't really grab me, and I was just like, whatever. Kind of with Shang Chi as well, although I yeah. liked Shang Chi a lot more than I liked this. Um, okay. And I actually do enjoy that movie. Um, but I wonder if this one will be a little bit better, more enta- entertaining mm-hmm. and stuff. In particular, like the fight scenes they did have, I can barely remember them right now, but I remember enjoying them as I watched them and thinking they had some mm-hmm. inventive stuff. So I know that there will be some things that I will look forward to watching it again. But um, just for the most part, it was kind of mediocre. So we'll see mm-hmm. as that comes about. But uh, it was certainly fun talking to you about it, man. Oh, yeah, I had a blast. Yeah. I appreciate you watching this movie. Oh, yeah. Finally letting me exercise some of these demons <laughs> that good. I've got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure, man. Um, so on the next episode, mm. uh, let's talk about stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about music again. <laughs> that is music. Well, we've done it here. Uh, uh, we, uh, we, new topic. For we've done everything. Uh, 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 do you want to talk about Cheetos? Oh, Cheetos. Okay. Yeah. Puffy or crunchy? Oh, dangerously cheesy. Oh. Well, that was a little too sensual for me. Okay, that is a lot. That is sexual now. <laughs> that's how dangerously cheesy mm, they are. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm lactose intolerant. So uh, we're going to talk about the album Dookie by Green Day on the next episode of Let's Talk About Stuff. So uh, it's been around a long time yeah. uh, for X amount of years. I don't know, mm, a couple decades sure. plus at this point. Um, so yeah, we're going to discuss that. Uh, I don't know if we're going to go track by track. I don't know if it's possible would, yeah. for us to continue doing that. You had said something the um, other day or the other week when we we're uh, off air about how we could, uh, adjust how we review music and I, I'm intrigued by this. So, uh, yeah, we're going to try to like focus on what we really like essentially like we should on anything. It is on, uh, it looks like 15 tracks long altogether and, uh, it's uh, 38 minutes long. Okay. So, so we're going to talk about it for a quick experience. Two hours and 38 minutes, right? 100%. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> we do our best to have a guest on for that episode as well. But uh, yeah, so that's going to be our main topic for the next episode. Dookie by Green Day from 1994. Oh, wow. What is math? What is what is math? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. Uh, let's see. What would that be? So that would make. It's like 28 days. years. Is that right? Oh, my God. You didn't even have to. You looking at me <laughs> dead in the face the entire time. You didn't really use a calculator. And you said 28 before I hit equals on my calculator. But am I right? Yes, it That's is 28. Right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. So 28 wow. years ago. Finally, the 28th anniversary. clamoring for it. Finally. Yeah. Big old 28. Um, but, uh, yeah. That'd be cool. Green yeah, Day. I'm excited. Uh, I don't think I've ever listened to that album in full or certainly in a long, long time. So, Same. yeah, I'd have to. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, even the track titles, I don't know what's going to be on there, what the singles are going to be. It'd, be. it'd be fun. Uh, quick track spoiler. First track is titled Burnout. Okay. What will happen? I, like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say mm-hmm. one that I knew, and I was like, I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool, though. I, I like doing mm-hmm. the music stuff with you recently, and that'd be fun to, to, mm-hmm. do, to do some more. Yes, yes. First, excellent. So, all right. Well, mm-hmm. you can contact us through the all the infos in the show notes below. As usual, you can rate us and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is appreciated. Man, I had a lot of fun talking about this with you. Um, someday, you and I will get to watch a Marvel movie together again. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. And that will be a good day. But today's not that day. No. Today is just the Eternals and then Dookie. And, um, <laughs> so you take that as you will, you know? 
Yeah, we've all said it. Yeah, we've all said it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Plop, fizz, fizz. That's, oh shit, we did it again. <laughs> right? That's how it goes. That, that, that's New marketing. They would air. Yeah. <laughs> After Jeopardy. Cut the check. Yeah. Cut the check. <laughs> Record. All recording. Right. Confirmed. Recording. 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 So here we are. Here we are. We're having like a nice, fun, spirited conversation. We really were. Before recording. <laughs> then we just, just stopped. Petered out. <laughs> we're like, well, I, I'm spent. You know, sometimes uh-huh. we get all the juice out. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking before of juice the big out, show, I feel a lot better taking that hoodie off. That was, that oh, was yeah. hyper insulated. Did you have to ring it? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And somehow it got more full. It like absorbed the moisture out of the wow. air to refill itself. It's strange. It's like the... Uh, uh um uh oh no <laughs> the sham wow of hoodies is what i was trying to go oh, for yeah, but, totally, but yeah. my brain just stopped did you down. check the hoodie part for that guy <laughs> yeah he was he, in there he was trying to sell me meth yeah, yeah exactly you gotta uh-huh. watch out for that dude uh-huh that's scary shit he's got he's got deep discount prices though so i can't fault yeah him, you know? i mean he gives a good deal you know what can he, you say i don't even like want to do meth but i'm like at these prices <laughs> i feel like i have to do meth yeah man if i've ever heard a story like that you know that's how everybody gets hooked i didn't mm-hmm. want to but at these prices that shamwell guy oof, he's good absolutely brent i just sent you a picture <clears throat> this is a oh, wild yeah. picture i took in in houston suburbs hey this now is an yeah, actual- i've never seen this before <laughs> this is an actual vehicle on the streets so houston has this thing called a uh, art car the art cars or whatever it's like a kind of like a culture but it's like there's like a parade there's like some event for it i've never been there before but it's like everybody does these like crazy cars i assume that's what this is this could be just some grandma's ride i don't know but brent can you describe the picture i'm sending i sent to you just now yes i'm bad at cars so i don't know what kind this <laughs> yeah, is I don't <laughs> uh, it, uh i don't know it's some it looks uh, fast. sports car mm-hmm. maybe yeah uh oh boy the tires are wild too they I, have, know, like, I just realized that they have uh, like kanji on them, sort like of, yeah. Japanese symbols. Interesting. Um, but I believe this is like some type of American muscle car. Yeah, so I'm like very a Camaro confused by all this. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, the 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 tires have the the Japanese symbols on there, but the car itself is covered in well, I'll say it covers uh, Playboy <laughs> magazine. You said it. Uh, the, not the, the main window, uh, for, I, I imagine, uh, mm-hmm. to, to keep it quote unquote legal. street legal, yeah. <laughs> uh, th- not the main side windows are, uh-huh. are covered, but the, the one behind it has a tiny little playboy bunny logo and a heart on it. It looks oh, like they've got, yeah, there's like, it looks like you can look this thing up. Oh yeah. Is that like an <laughs> at sign? Yeah. At playboy dot G J. I, yeah, I, I don't know what it actually what it says. Is? It was too far away from me. Um, but yeah, so did you see this on the road? Like, this is, oh, yeah. I guess it is on the road. Yeah, I thought this it was is like part picture. Somewhere. Yeah. Two lanes over for me the other day and I was just, I had to take a picture and I, oh, so yeah. this is a, an, an official Stephen Fisher photo. Oh yeah. A Fisher photo. Copyright. Yeah. People can't steal this for sure. Mm-hmm. That's definitely mine. Uh, we're 
I was going to say this is going to be our first NFT, but I'm really sick of those right now. So no, it's not. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you mentioned the main window, like the main side window is not covered. But I, I do feel like that is still not street legal. That tent is dark. <laughs> yeah, it was just painted black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it looks like where there's a, a shiny spot on the window here, it looks as if you had professional grade camera for like photography equipment oh, pointed yeah. <laughs> at it. I know that's probably just the sun where it's hitting I know, it. But it looks good, right? But it looks like perfectly positioned <laughs> directly across from where you were. I agree. Where you hit it. Um, and it's weird. Like the the one that's like dead center, the cover that's dead center is like a, I've never seen this before, mm-hmm. but the, the cover has like a, a, it's like a illustration of a rabbit, but it has like a, a model and his, uh, his lenses there. Oh yeah. That's cool looking. I, yeah. I like that a lot. I've never seen that before. It looks it's, like it's, 60s or 70s maybe. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. we all like uh, pretty ladies, but like, yeah, you know, throw some design underneath or it's pretty, it. pretty good. directly underneath that. There's like a, a Hugh Hefner style. Bunny relaxing on a, a mm-hmm. carpet with all these like women's photos underneath them. That's yeah, that's legit. That happens there. I bet. <laughs> I'm Do sure. you think? I've never seen pictures of him wearing a bunny hat, but I feel like that would make a good horror movie, where there's like a killer loose in the Playboy Mansion, and it turns out it's Hef, and the Scooby Doo mm. gang's there. I don't know. Maybe I'm high right now. <laughs> uh, that sounds great. I'm just saying it sounds great. I believe that's how they buried Hef. Uh, mm-hmm. It's in in that same get up. They put the bunny ears on him. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. That's lovely. They had to like tail bunny dip him into the ground. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see next to that Steve Martin? Did you notice that one? Oh wow! To the left. Yeah, and then yeah, Vanity cool. wild and crazy. Vanity was uh, my huge crush from the Last Dragon. She's the she was like a protege of Prince. And she was like this beautiful woman. Uh, maybe she still is. I feel like she died recently, though. Uh, mm. But yeah, you got a lot of different covers on here, man. And I wonder, uh, they really they really went the extra mile for this car. I wonder how this person like chose this, like chose these different covers, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah like, one which ones like, made, the, made the car, you know? Yeah, it seems like a lot of them are vintage. But then there's one like directly under the side mirror. That's Aubrey O'Day. That was in, oh. like this girl group from uh, like the early 2000s or mid 2000s. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's kind of all over the place, I think. But I mean, th- I mean, I would not. If I came across this person out in the wild mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, man, check out my car. There's no way I would not think they were a douchebag, <laughs> even if they were a lady. You know, I'd be like, oh, boy, <laughs> is this the first recorded female douchebag? That's oh, ever man, I don't know. Tinted too dark, you know, can't tell. It's just like, man, we got a lot going on here. <laughs> I did look up that. I tried to look up at Playboy underscore GJ, and uh-huh. I did find a YouTube channel with two subscribers, and it has the Playboy <laughs> logo on there, but I don't know if it's him or her. I I would imagine that's probably them. Yeah, they're trying to get the word out, but no one really has any interest. Yeah, know? it's like, I'm tr- there's, a, there's a Pinterest for it. <laughs> and i was like i'm sure it's like an instagram but i can't it's not pulling that up on here uh and of course it's getting any so many just playboy things it's not really following this so it's kind of hard to 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 search for that unfortunately um and i'm not sure that playboy is really you know sponsoring this vehicle so i I can't imagine so Uh, i wonder if they put that in some type of um 
like auto show or whatever that's the thing yeah so they have the art car thing here where it is i I don't know exactly what it is it's like a there's a parade or something where all the cars go by and i've seen some crazy shit here like and people drive them around like some of them are you know just parked places some of them are like i guess nice enough that people have them garaged but then there are some you'll see around and so i don't know if this is part of it or if they were just like no i just love playboy and i want the world to know it (laughs) and this is what happens I wonder what the the GJ stands for. I know there's so many questions. <clears throat> I didn't even realize that until we talked about zooming in on that that picture. You know, maybe and good job. Yeah. Hey, Playboy. Hey, good job, <laughs> I just man. I want you to know. I decorated yeah. my whole car in this. Good job. <laughs> yeah, good job, man. You kept my pants full for a long time. Continue to do so. My pants full. My balls empty. That's just right. thanks. Just big old thanks to you. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! Wow! What a hmm, I know what an event this is. You know, I just we'll, we'll, I really we'll definitely have it. this photo on our uh, social media so people yeah. can look at this most excellent this thing. Uh, it's a this is a lot to look at. It I really s- is. Like even the the green on the back tire, the yellow on the front tire. I know. Uh, I'm so cool. curious as to what the other two tires look like on this car. Are they also mm. green and yellow? I'm suspecting no. I'm gonna go red and uh, blue. What if they're I'm both just, donuts? Not actual donuts, but mm-hmm. you know, like the donuts in the car, and they're like, we couldn't afford four wheels. <laughs> Look at all this. Look at this paint job. <laughs> so instead of doing like two donuts on the front, they just did yeah. two donuts on the driver's side? Well, they only take left turns. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They exclusively try that, you know, to make it, make it easier on themselves. Yeah. But I mean, you get, you get that sort of, you know, car wrap. That's expensive, I imagine. Mm-hmm. It, it it costs a lot to look that cheap. That's a that's one of my favorite lines from uh, Varsity Blues, and it, it's uh, applicable today as it is ever. So, mm-hmm. I go. wonder because it looks like the the covers they have on this are larger. I would I would suspect they're larger than like the actual magazines themselves. Oh, so good point. I would imagine they've been um, resized to fit the car. Mm-hmm. So I would be wildly curious how good that looks up close like if you could see it's like oh yeah and right shit, you know <laughs> like you were so worried about our t-shirts and they're like i'll do my whole fucking car and i don't care yeah. it like, yeah. <laughs> i mean they're enough that i can zoom in from far away and they you know and they still look kind of good but yeah i wonder mm-hmm. up close if they're all just a, a blurry mess yeah who knows man you oh know. is that jenny mccarthy oh sweet this is an anti-vax car awesome <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of fun to just keep zooming in and be like, oh, and that one and that one. I've seen yeah. some of these covers, man, either out in the wild or like a friend might have had them. Mm-hmm. I had a few Playboys as like a teenager over time. Oh, really? I was listening to um, we, during painting at our house recently with my wife. I, we've been putting on Seth Rogen's yearbook. I, I got it on audiobook, mm-hmm. And he had a story again, which I've heard a few times from him and his friends about he found like a, a porno mag in the street or like in a park somewhere and they had, like paul Shear talks about it as well that it's like there's like something about like men of our era i don't know if you've ever had this experience but i i have found a like a, a really dirty magazine not a playboy like in a park like rained on and i like took it home and i was like so proud of like to have it oh yeah you know you just got to do it and like seth rogan's stories i love it because he's kind of he's like our age and and so a lot of the stuff he grew up with like he talks about boys to men and like things that i loved growing up and he talks about like 
he got this playboy or this this porno mag whatever and it was all like wrinkly and wet and he laid it out under his bed and like and it dried into like a sort of porn jerky and i was like yes and it's like they're like brittle like potato chips and i'm like yes Mm -hmm. i had those it's so weird that that's like a a common common you know common thing for for men of our era to seemingly happen so oh yeah absolutely that happened matter of fact um i Maybe you have told this on the podcast before. I can't remember if we talked about this before, yeah. But, but uh, or maybe it was elsewhere, but I, uh, there was a time where I was, in, in the summer before I could drive, I had a, a bicycle and my stepdad worked nights, so we like rode our bikes into town just for like, for fun, for like mm-hmm. exercise and bullshit. Um, and so we, uh, as we were doing that, he like stopped and pointed to the side of the road. We were about like three miles into town mm-hmm. at that point. He's like, hey, look. It's like a porno page. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> so we moved on. That? Yeah. <laughs> so then we moved on. Uh-huh. And then like the next day, uh, because again, since he, he worked nights, he slept during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, well, I'm going yeah, to get that, that page. <laughs> so I rode round trip six miles just to oh go get this like God. dusty ass page. But it did, in fact, have naked ladies on it. So oh, it's great. Uh, I, I took it home. I like before I got home, like uh, maybe like just up the street i folded it up i put it in the bottom of my shoe oh awesome uh, just in case he was like awake and it was like whatever but uh, yep. yeah i remember like having that page i was just like fascinated with it i'd never seen like a, a fully nude woman at that point i'd seen like boobs in like movies and stuff mm-hmm. before but this I'm, was like the real deal first brush with sniz you know <laughs> It's something you're going to remember. And it was one of those things where it was like, it was like an ad, essentially. So it was like, it had these tiles of different movies. It was the, the box art from different porno movies oh, okay. you, could, you could order or whatever. Variety for you, though. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. there was there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of variety. I think it was like a, uh, uh, like 16, a 16 grid of, of mm-hmm. naked women, essentially. Oh, wow. That's a bunch. So, yeah. It was... Cool. Can you can you imagine like neither of us want kids? We we've talked about that. I think uh, most recently, I guess that that's been the the assumption. And uh, can you imagine though be, being those parents that are like, I walked you know uphill ten miles to get to school, whatever. And you're like, I rode six miles <laughs> to get one page. Yeah, you have the internet. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I feel like There's you no need comparison. that parent just to be able to tell them that. Yeah, I know. Fuck like, you. Like now, it would be like if you left an aforementioned <clears throat> naked lady NFT in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> You're like, it's not the same. Yeah. You don't understand. There'd be like a um, a little like module. You have to go scan a QR code. Oh, there you go. Yeah, in the middle Make of the work woods. For it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, that sounds like an elaborate plan. That's like an evil. If you want your porno, you got to work for it. Well, look, you you could say the same thing if someone left a porno mag in the middle of the woods, which uh, also is something that I had come across mm. um, like uh, a couple of years later. Uh, we had uh, some some friends in a neighborhood, and there's this little like um, uh, not not it was like a tree covered area, not not anything where you'd be like, oh, it's a forest. No, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. that. But um, there the was the forest uh, of Oklahoma. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we found one porn over there and we're like, oh, wow, this is cool. And then like one of the neighbor kids was like, oh, that ain't nothing. I'll be right back. He came back with like a stack of eight or nine Whoa. playboys. He's like, you guys didn't have this. I He's only that. like two years older than us. <laughs> we were like, oh, wow, this guy's so cool. <laughs> oh my God. But then like, so we, we kind of use that. Like, I think there's like 
four or five of us. We kind of used that as a uh, a clubhouse of sorts. Oh yeah. And um, there was one point where he was like, he had two. <laughs> I'm sorry for anyone eating breakfast. This is a a a warning. Hold off on a, a bite here. But uh, there's one point where he had to take a shit. So he mm-hmm. he went toward the the back of the area and he. <laughs> He like dropped trow and had to poop and, and he was like, Hey, come here. And I walked over there and I saw he was pooping, but the angle I walked up on him at, there was like, I could see poop underneath him and also his balls hanging out. And he was like, Hey, can you uh, go get me some toilet paper? I was like, Oh, this guy's not cool. This guy's not cool at all. Oh my God, Brent! <laughs> yeah, so. holy shit! <clears throat> yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There yep. you go. Wow, mm-hmm. man. Uh, sometimes you see more of your friends than you want to, mm-hmm. or strangers. I don't know what this guy, what you qualify him as. Yeah, I, f- I felt like at that point I was like, oh yeah, I'm not friends with this, this guy. Yeah. Sorry, Jeremy, but uh, <laughs> we're not proceeding with this relationship. And you married him, and she is now Brandy. Is that right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you, you guys are together. You couldn't stand the balls, but uh, yeah. everything else was good. Look, it's it, we've since got that situation resolved, but like I, I don't know what else they're gonna they're gonna do. So I'm trying to keep them away from the public as much as I can. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. That's maybe yeah. smart, man. Yeah. Wow, what a view! What an image! What mm-hmm. a what a breakfast! Um, <laughs> what a breakfast! <laughs> Can that be the sink word? The sink for what a breakfast? What a breakfast! <laughs> that sounds good, man. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Man, so what a wild journey this was, too. Oh man, don't stop believing. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop believing that we will eventually find our way back to poo. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Oh, so man. let's let's sink with. <laughs> what, what was it? What a breakfast! Here we go. Damn. What a breakfast! Okay. My brain switched off. All right. Yep. So what a breakfast to sink on three. One, two, three. What, what a breakfast. breakfast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> from from a porno car <laughs> to woods shitting. To woods shitting, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's Oklahoma and Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. You know? That's what you get. That's what brings us together. That's <laughs> Yeah. As we're separating mm-hmm. and dropping deuces. It is kind of funny that our states are more or less 69ing, you know? Because the, the way that they sit, the, <laughs> yeah, because like, sitting on Texas's face, essentially. Yeah, yeah, are kind of in each other's business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I had to cough. I was I paused that, and then I was laughing so hard, and I was like, I'm not on the mic. <laughs> Nobody knows I'm laughing at this, but we are. <laughs> we are the 69 states. That's right. Never forget. But mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you 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 try to make things work, try to spice things up, mm-hmm. you know, and then Texas still thinks Oklahoma sucks. And Oklahoma, what do you think about Texas? Uh, we don't like it, but we do need your commerce. So you do need our enjoy our ca- commerce. <laughs> enjoy her casinos. <laughs> it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. It is. Yeah, no. we we are venom. If yeah, if if Texas. Yeah. Is the uh, anti-abortion gun-toting Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> then you well, are look, uh, I think it's fair to say the the roads in Texas are nice at the very least. Oh, there you, you go. can definitely tell a difference whenever you cross into the border of Oklahoma. Isn't it amazing? Because again, to take it back to Venom, 
our roads are straight up carnage. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true though. Yeah. yeah, when you go across the border, it's it's like markedly different. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny. It's like <laughs> as soon as you pass that "Welcome to Texas" sign, yeah. it's just like the roads are so freshly and nicely paved. Yeah, it's like a lot of gravel and bumping, and then it's just like that smooth paid sound. Yeah, it's like when you play Mario Kart and you get on that yes. little um, like speed up uh tread or whatever yeah. uh-huh. it like as soon as you cross into texas it boosts your car forward up to 85 miles an hour mm-hmm. minimum yeah it's nice mm-hmm. we have a yeah. lot of those boosters too which is cool yeah mm-hmm. you just got yeah. your booster i did just get my booster cool. yeah yeah i'm just you boosting right along i'm, I'm boosting right along hey, first time i felt good in about a day and a half so that's great <laughs> i'm straight up ready to lose my mind 